It's showtime. Bob Kincaid, three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this 13th day of March, 2023, two days away from the Ides. And how about this? How's this for It's one coincidence after another for me. So the Ides of March will actually be exactly two and a half years of me in transition. Ah, uh, yeah. The Ides of March are not yet come. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Robin. This is the horn. Headon.live is where we live on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza. That is the horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To, oh, daylight! Eastern Daylight Time! Ha-ha! 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And uh, if you pop in right now, you will be greeted by early arrivers, Anatole and Irish Dave and Squeaky and Theo, and capably moderated by longtime inveterate, indefatigable veteran chat room moderator Sparky, who, although he is a third-stage guild navigator, has declined to fold space to become man cave and remains Sparky. He is capably assisted by pinch-hit midweek chat room utility moderator and all-around great guy, Brother Bishop Steve from Georgistan. And, of course... Horn Chief Agronomist and Chief Mathematician, as well as Bud Trimmer Emeritus, Roger, in Oregon. <laughs> yes, Steve, soup. And by the way, I don't know if you heard me at the end of the program yesterday because you were on the way out the door, uh, but Steve, soup. doesn't have a bottom crust. It's just soup. I know. <laughs> I've been giggling about that all weekend. Uh, but, uh, no, the, the Korean barbecue place that I was... That, that I was uh, exhorting you to take Miss Karen to their incoming is, no kidding, the name of it is Q. I mean, the, ti- uh, the time that Chris and, uh, Chris and Germany and I had dinner there was far enough back that Q wasn't a thing, so we weren't, we, we didn't, <laughs> just don't post anything online about going to bar- bar- Q Korean barbecue. Just saying. Uh, but anyway, yeah. 
you? <laughs> I know. Uh, it may wind up being one of those programs, but I don't want to get I don't want to get too far into things before uh, you know. I mean, we got we got housekeeping to take care of at the beginning of every program because every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different in that regard. And uh, that means we say thank you. Thank you to Paul, and thank you to Gary and Gaia. Thank you so much. And thanks as well um, to uh, Dana. Thank you, Dana, out in Ohio. And thank you to Gary in New York. Thanks so much. Thanks to Christopher out in Oregon. Thank you to Tony and Chico and our buddy John in Central PA and Paul from Parts Unknown. Thanks so much, each and every one of you, for being partial sponsors of the program. Thank you to our good friend. Uh, our, our thank you to our good friend John Barron. <laughs> Friday, not yesterday. See, the last time I did, Ralph said yesterday. No, not yesterday. Friday. But the thing is, my world consists of the days that we have the program. And so, whenever the last program is, was yesterday. You don't want to live in my mind. You don't want to live there. You don't want to be there. No. Um, but thank you to John Barron, who sent the Jackson 5 to play a three-night stand. Uh, in other words, that means that uh, uh, we've had a have a show on me, which is amazing and wonderful. Uh Thank you so much for that. So that means that our fundraising goal is $850. It would be great if we could raise that uh, because there are bills breathing down my neck, like I said. Um, I've got a $500 bill that's due this evening. And if we could get there, it would be fan-damn-tastic. But it would have been 1150 without John Barron. Thank you, John Barron. Yes. Uh, thank you very kindly, indeed. I hope uh, I hope John Barron can hear me right now because I went to the uh, went to the went to the post office over the weekend. So that also means thank you to our dear friends Brandon and Fennell. Thank you. Oh, and program note: I had. Anticipated being away tomorrow, I will be right here, okay? I'll be right here. Don't have to know. And so that means for the rest of the week, uh, barring anything unforeseen, like having to be an amateur Uber driver or anything, That means that um, the week is otherwise largely uninterrupted. But we are in, in daylight savings time now. And I don't know why screwing with the clocks by one hour forward or back takes a couple of days to get used to it. Did, I think I think it takes more getting used to the older one gets. I don't know. I could be I, I could be wrong. 
But the daylight now will be on the end of the day as opposed to crazy early in the morning. I like that. And, well, in this case, it just means that despite the silver dollar-sized clusters of little puffy, fluffy snowflakes blowing around here, that, yes, spring will spring will eventually arrive here, just, you know, not right now and not for the next week. Uh, I, was, I got to thinking about, uh, and this is just another program note, uh, I will, of course, please, please, please note on your calendars, um, I will be gone from here from the 24th of March, which is a week from Friday, until the 30th of March. And I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm, I'm going up to the Princeton Environmental Film Festival for a screening of Devil Put the Coal in the Ground. And I can't wait till everybody can see it. I'm, I'm, I realize I'm biased, but that thing, that thing needed to be at least mentioned at the Academy Awards last night. But then again, it hasn't had a theatrical release. Um. Ah, John Barron has let me know. Uh, thanks for letting me know. Pleased as punch to be able to do it. And, and I w- it just tickled me to no end because the message said, um, this is as close as I could come to an interna- uh, International Women's Day for your rebirth as an authentic woman. Signed, John Barron. Thank you. That was it. That's a beautiful thing, really, and for truly it was. But no, this film is amazing, and I guess it wasn't even available for your consideration because it hasn't had a theatrical screen release. It's just been all film festivals. I'd love to. I'd love for it to get more visibility because the fact of the matter is the ongoing torment of, this, of Central Appalachia is anything but over. It's scarcely even slowed down. So I'll be there uh, for the screening on 26th. I'll be talking to some students on the 27th that we go down to D.C. on the night of the 27th. And then the 28th and 29th, do a little work on the ACE Act, the Appalachian Communities Health Emergency Act, which we got introduced, we, me and my other colleagues, not me and that mouse in my pocket, which we got introduced in uh, June of 2012. In fact, it was June the 19th, if I recall correctly, because that was the day before West Virginia's birthday. And so we've been working on it diligently ever since. And so I'm back to, you know, if you haven't yet, um, if you have, if you have a Democratic member of Congress, it would be great if you would pretty please um, call their office, send them an email, do both. And ask them when it's introduced to please co-sponsor the Appalachian Communities Health Emergency Act, so that we can actually, you know, as a, as opposed to what happened over the weekend here, um, it's a mix of good and bad. But you know, I've been going down to Charleston during the legislative session. Some of you have seen the videos uh, to argue against this ignorant bad faith, bullshit attempt to torment trans kids by taking medicine away from them. 
for instance, in the state of Tennessee, trans kids will have to, at least according to the law, will be forced to detransition by March of 2024. And that is a that's an unspeakable horror. But anyway, it was half a loaf because the the, the bill got over into the Senate. And lo and behold, a couple of actual physicians said, wait a minute. One of them, a maggot Republican named Tom Takubo, who is a cardiac doctor, cardiologist, I think. I would not trust him with my ticker. But then again, I don't have insurance, so never mind. But he said there's 17 peer-reviewed medical uh, journal studies that show that this, the, the, these medicines save lives when trans kids become suicidal. Because more kids, okay, one, suicide is the second leading cause of death of American children. This is, that's all American children, okay? All of them. The straight ones, the gay ones, the bi ones, the pan ones, the poly ones, the trans ones, the cis ones. Kids. In the United States of America, the second leading cause of death is suicide. Anything we can do to keep those kids from unaliving themselves is, at least in my way of thinking, a pretty good idea. And so pointing to these things, the, the, uh, the, the two doctors in the Senate managed to convince their maggot colleagues to create a carve-out for kids who are verifiably suicidal, thinking about it, etc., suicidal ideation for the behavioral health specialists in the, in the community. Hi. You know who you are. Uh, and for them, things like puberty blockers will be available, hormones. The surgeries are still banned, but, you know, that was no real big deal because no one's, no one's doing surgeries on trans kids, A, and B, even if they were, they aren't being done here because this is West Virginia. And we don't do things like that. Believe you me, if, the, if, it, if, if that kind of, if that had been available here, I wouldn't have been in Birmingham for six weeks, now would I? So we got that carve out. It went back over to the House from the Senate. And they did pass it. And it's sitting on Make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice's desk. Uh, Jim was heard to say, In no way, shape, form, or fashion do I want to hear about any little hillbilly childrens trying to unalive themselves. When they could otherwise grow up and go to work in one of my godforsaken shithole coal mines and die there. Another little piece of good news, the legislative session is over for now. And Senate Bill 252, that would have made it, a, made it a felon if some kid saw me buying milk and bread at Walmart. That died in committee. Again, though, for the moment. So, 
those are two somewhere between okay to decent good things. Which loops me back to what I was saying is I'm looking forward to going to D.C. and telling more people who might actually give a damn about the real threat to children in this state. Ultra-fine particulate matter. Little teeny tiny pieces of, 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 of dust that look like jagged pieces of glass under a microscope. And which are something around one one hundredth the diameter of a human hair. And which there's no way a body can stop and which is produced en masse with every massive explosion on a mountaintop removal site in West Virginia. And clouds of this invisible filth travel for miles upon miles upon miles. Sure, I've breathed a lot of it. I know my friends down in the Coal River Valley have. We know that mothers-to-be who inhale this stuff tend to give birth to babies with respiratory and cerebral defects. And that has not stopped. And so consequently, I'm looking forward, like I said, looking forward to be able to work on that a little bit more, a couple of days. And uh, a little private message. Thank you, Cat, in Ohio. I got your message, and I'm trying to sort uh, sort out the answers to the questions you put. Thank you. And one of the nice things that one of the things that I was particularly looking forward to, because I like DC, always have, but I'm hoping that the weather improves a little bit. Although it doesn't look like it's going to be doing so here. It would be nice if by the time I'm in D.C., the cherry blo- the, the, the cherry blossoms would be in bloom. Because there's nothing prettier than cherry blossom time in D.C. It's absolutely lovely. Uh, just a quick look at uh, a couple of messages coming in before we jump into the Meat of Moran Monday. You know, it's a pity. It's a pity that there's no day of the week that begins with D. Because putting dipshit in front of it would be perfect for a day like today. We'll get there. Uh, My God, it's full of bars. Florida man initial notification from Scary Jerry. I just got my new phone and you're on... Uh, And you're one of my first communications. So many stories. Call you soon. Can't wait, Scary Jerry. Can't wait. My God, it's full of bars. I thought he was talking about South Beach for a minute there. Uh, Emilio said, uh, Q Barbecue. The patrons are crazy fucks, but the ribs are unbelievable. Some people say the ribs are from Long Pig. Stop that. Stop that, Emilio. They are not. It's Actually, the paper-thin sliced corned beef that you put over the little propane grill. Yeah, it was yummy. We're not going to start with the food porn this early in the program. No. So anyway, uh, no challenges or anything on the table. We've got $850 to go in fundraising. And we'll see how that plays out through the course of the program. 
Um, I wanted to, like I said, it's 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 been it's been a dipshit kind of day. I think we're going to find out along the way that maybe, even though he went to an Ivy League school and was a sure enough lawyer in the JAG Corps who grinned and chuckled while people were being tortured down there. Ron Monkey Up DeClantis may be on more of a par with, say, Nimrata Haley, who goes around the country trying to convince people of uh, how much brains she has, but turns out not so much. Remember, Nimrata got punked by the morning zoo crew of Moscow 98-8, the vulgar boatman, into thinking she was talking to the president of Poland about an imaginary Asian island nation called Bonomo. Well, we have something kind of like that. Because he feels like he's presidential timber and he's trying to hustle a really unreadable book. By the way, Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America, he's got a book to hustle, too. It's coming out called Unwoke, which is another way of saying comatose. Unwoke is also another way of saying Klansman. Unwoke is another way of saying racist. Unwoke is another way of saying Nazi. Unwoke is really the uh, the 21st century uh, denominator for white supremacists. Um, well, thinking he's presidential timber. Oh, and with uh, with uh, uh, Raffaelito, they got a big old picture of, of Raffaelito's smiling hairy face on the cover but it turns out that the publisher felt like he needed a haircut yeah um, because the picture he's got this you know mullet in the back and of course the 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 hairy little rat face in the front and the publisher decided that the mullet wasn't a big sell for him so they photoshopped his mullet away now I have heard that he he started wearing that mullet back in 2021 and I've actually heard that the mullet is there because uh, Heidi likes to grab him by it while she's pegging him I have no idea if that's true or not you hear things. She she grabs him around every time she gets a little irate and says, you, you didn't even defend me when Donald Trump called me a dog. Said I was ugly. Get over here. And <laughs> the press release for Rafaelito's new uh, uh, unreadable tome 
refers to him as best-selling author, Raffaellito, yada, yada, yada. Well, it's only a bestseller because his own campaign spent $150,000 in campaign donor dollars uh, to buy a bunch of bulk purchase, a bunch of uh, copies of his previous book from Books a Million. No, really, really. Why not just self-publish? Oh, never mind. So if it did show up on a bestseller list, it had that dagger by it that indicates bulk purchases, which lets you know that it's nobody's actually reading it, and you can probably read it for like 75 cents if you wait long enough. It'll show up on the it'll show up in the in the, in the book rack at like Dollar Tree. Well, I know it is, Ralphs. All we got in common is our misery. The least we can do is share it. Ew, Robin Gross. I know. Sorry. But that's, you know, that's the kind of phony baloney fraud merchant horse shit that, that these maggots get into. But anyway, back to back to Monkey Up. This is about Monkey Up. Monkey Up went out to Iowa, Iowa, because he's feeling presidential timbery. Oh, what's that, Darlene? I heard the dogwoods are already blooming in D.C. The tree's blooming cycle is all mixed up from climate change. I'm... Uh, the the ornamental pears that have the, the nice conical the trees have this nice conical shape and they put out these white yeah ours bloomed I'm pretty sure they're not going to make it through this latest cold snap because it's going to be about two weeks um, I've seen uh, I've, I've seen some dogwoods uh, here. Uh, D.C. cherry blossoms peak in the next week, says Scott in San Diego. So, well, maybe there will still be a few when I get there. Girl can hope. Um, really, though? Th- thank you. Christopher... Pegging Cruz, I'm guessing that Lion Ted is packing a peg the size of one of the little Game of Life pink or blue children. Oh. You earned that one, Christopher. Oh, and uh, Ralphs is, uh, said, I'm offering a $25 challenge for Kayla, maybe swallowing a piece of fishing line. I think it's come out. And you said, ew to me. I hope she's okay. Kayla, leave the fishing line and the blinds and the iPad alone. The list of things Kayla needs to at least needs to leave alone is growing. But there's so that would get us down to uh, eight hundred bucks. That would be tremendously helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ralphs. Back to monkey up. I've been I've been waiting I've been waiting a day to share this story and it seems to be more and more difficult to do. He felt like he was presidential timber and when you feel like you're presidential timberful, that means that you have to go out to the Midwest and you know pose at state fairs next to sculptures made out of butter or or maybe if you're Marcus Bachman, the spouse of Michelle Batchett, crazy Bachman, who once ran for president. Long time ago now, 
Legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the woman they call batshit crazy. Nope, stop. But you remember the picture. Yeah, these 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 bold, bold hetero this this committed Christian heterosexual couple. Uh, in Mar- Marcus and Michelle. And there was a picture of Marcus Well showing some real esophageal elongation taking a damn near half a corn dog all the way down his gullet or more um, and so when I saw that that monkey up was on the midwestern pre-primary pre-carcass tour I thought hmm this could produce some interesting results and it did now, bear in mind, it's March, so there's not going to be any state fairs or anything going on, so the, 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 the corn dogs aren't in play. But he went to an event uh, in Davenport, Iowa, I think at a casino, and make no mistake, this was a setup, start to finish. And being housed, it's still winter in the upper Midwest there. Snowflakes are very much in vogue. And, you know, monkey up, monkey up, he just loves him. Uh, he, he loves to make fun of them snowflake liberals, that crowd of wokeness, because Florida is where woke goes to die, Right? Sure. And you, you 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 may have even done it when you were little. You know how you can fold a piece of paper into like over and over and over and then you start cutting out little pit, bits and pieces here and there and you unfold it and it's a pretty little snowflake. Right? Remember? Well, somebody had one of those for Monkey Up. And they had one for Iowa Maggot Governor Kim Reynolds. And they presented it to Monkey Up, who is who who, who ha- took it in hand, held it before the camera, grinned like a fox eating shit out of a wire brush, along with whoever it was that gave it to him, who was just smiling so big she's so proud. The only thing is, every branch of the snowflake. In a very pretty script, we're talking about a talented individual here. Every branch of the snowflake contains the word fascist. Because, of course, Ron Monkey Up DeClantis is not just a white supremacist who only became governor of Florida the first time with the help of real live, no kidding, Nazis. He's shown himself to be a full on fascist. He's trying to get the Florida legislature to give him money now for his own private army. I'm not kidding. It's called the State Gord. It's not the National Guard. It was actually put together early on uh, in the in the in the days I think just before uh, World War II. 
And Monkey Up claims that he needs it for his own personal um, disaster recovery force. But anybody who's paying attention to Ron Monkey Up DeClantis knows that fascists like to have fascist bully boys. And he'd like to, he'd like to have these bully boys because they would be they're not members of the Florida National Guard, which the President of the United States can call into uh, call into service. They would be entirely under his control. I mean, really, this this is one of those you know when someone tells you who he is, believe him kind of moments. But there he was in Davenport, Iowa. And somebody somebody had the picture, and somebody on Twitter uh, called Iowa Captive posted the picture of Monkey Up just grinning, 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 holding up a snowflake that describes him to a T, and said, my friend makes snowflakes to give to politicians who come to Iowa. There are special messages for odious Republicans. Please look at the snowflake carefully. And it didn't take me very long. This all happened uh, at the Rhythm City Casino Resort in Davenport this past Friday. The Tampa Bay Times says he was there to hustle his stupid book. And when he gave his speech, he said, Florida is where woke goes to die. Never surrender to the woke mob. The only problem is there are mobs at, at work in this country, but they're not woke. They're certainly not liberal. They're not progressive. But they are Nazis. Mm-hmm. A Democratic lawmaker from Connecticut, which is a state, as, uh, as, as, as Darlene likes for us to remind people. Hi, Darlene. A Democratic legislature there named Bob Duff said, well, if the snowflake fits... And then the maggots picked up on it, and Laura Looney said, LMAO, DeSantis got trolled in Iowa, read the snowflake. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting that it took Monkey Up to really bring the word fascist back in the United States. Because it's, if you paid any attention, and I know you have, we have, it is not at all it's not at all unusual to hear the word bandied about now. Because the definition just fits. And then there's the uh, New College of Florida, which we talked about a little bit, probably need to talk about more. Because it looks like Monkey Up's little fascist spasm is going to cost that little liberal arts college, liberals, something like $27 million in donor uh, in donations. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I don't know if Hillsdale College in Michigan it can write a check that big, but. Well, I guess where Monkey Up's concerned, 
$27 million is a small price to pay. And then maybe he can just shut it all the way down. Because Florida, well, Florida don't need no, Florida don't need no liberal arts. Right? All right. Fascist. The fascist snowflake. Stephen New York says, just wait. Monkey Up will be selling signed photos of his fascist snowflake with the big, the, Jake, the jokes on you snowflakes. Guffaw, guffaw, guffaw. Well, that's kind of what happened with with uh, uh, Raffaellito and his mullet. When people started pointing out his gross little mullet, he started selling tank tops on his website that said McConnell in the front, MAGA in the back. Which, because Raffaellito is a good God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered, evangelical, gunmanless, homosexual Christian... Republican. Uh, it was just a take on an old dirty joke or an old dirty t shirt slogan. And it comes as no it came as no surprise when I saw that he had done that. But then again, that's like Moscow Mitch selling cocaine Mitch T shirts when Don Blankenswine started referring to him as Cocaine Mitch for being married to a woman whose daddy owns a shipping company, one of whose ships was busted for being, you know, full of, well, cocaine. And i got to admit, last night, you know, watch the Oscars because shallow. And uh, <laughs> including somebody in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bear suit as Cocaine Bear, was one of the funnier and more lighthearted portions of the program. Came off without a hitch at one point. Jimmy Kimmel says, you know, we're at that part of the program where I bet you're kind of wishing somebody would get slapped. <clears throat> but it was sweet. The uh, Michelle Yeoh and, and probably the sweetest image out of it all was... Uh, What's his name? Rihu Kim, who won Best Supporting Actor for Everything, Everywhere, All the Time, was reunited and embraced Harrison Ford. And I didn't draw the distinction that that was short round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sweet. Well, back to Monkey Up's private army. The state gourd. What's next, Steve says. The Gestaltspolizei. Do not be surprised if he calls them stormtroopers as a sort of tongue-in-cheek choke. 
I actually saw their logo, and it's a drawing of an alligator. And they've got a motto and everything. And I think the motto is, let us alone. Not really, that's, that's the motto. And as motto goes, mottos go, that's just, well, live free or die was taken, and so was don't tread on me. Because that's taken by the urine-colored snake flag. Like I told you, this is this. There's been a lot of stupid out there. And a reminder that that wars are fought, yes, with guns and bullets and bombs. Kehi Kwan, thank you. Thank you, Steve. I didn't have that right off the top. Kehi Kwan. That was, yeah, short round. And he was so, he was so, he was so incredibly happy. And then best, the very last presentation, I think, was by Harrison Ford. And then afterwards, they got to chat a little bit. It's beautiful. Uh, woke goes to die. Christopher in Oregon says, uh, can someone please help me understand? I recall in my old Chicago neighborhood days when the local children of the corn crazies used to come door to door to pass out some literature. If my mind ain't fooling with me, the name of the pamphlet was Awake! Bruga Bruga. I added the Bruga Bruga. So if being woke is bad, but being awake is good, then why does it feel so fucking good to be bad? It's it's only the day after daylight savings time started, Christopher. My my, my mind can't handle that kind of gymnastics just yet. Oh, and there's the story from last week, and it's sad. And and um, there was an attack on. And you hate to hear about anything like this uh, under any circumstance. Okay, maybe it is. Thank you from the Department of Pedantic Pedants. I think it's phonetically K. Hai Kwan. K. Hai Kwan. Okay, thank you. Thank you, uh, Professor Pedantic Pedant. Thank you. K. Hai Kwan, thank you. I will try to remember that. But no, in Germany, uh, 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 you hate to see anyone persecuted for their religion. But I did notice the story last week of Jehovah's Witnesses being attacked. And I am not in, I, 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 I am responsible for, but I, and I apologize for in advance, um, the first thing that popped into my mind. And that is, as obnoxious as they are here, could I leave you with a copy of the Watchtower? Do you have time to talk about Jesus' plan for your life? As I've said before, I remember when 
because Annette is such a sweetheart, she'll talk to anybody. And she made the mistake of talking to the witnesses a couple of times, and they thought they had one on. They, they, they thought they had the almost had the hook set in it. They never did. But they kept coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back until it got to where the, Annette would go and hide in the bathroom while we got rid of them. We referred to that. Actually, the kids referred to it as "Mommy's in the Witness Protection Program." <laughs> There were some happy moments. But <laughs> can I leave you a copy of the Watchtower? Which I assume in German is more like, You will read my copy of the Watchtower? And maybe it becomes sadly not quite so unfathomable. But no, like I said, wars are fought on the battlefield bullets bombs guns hand to hand tanks missiles planes but there are other battlefields and there's also an information an informational battlefield a psychological battlefield and i give props to uh, ukrainian president volodymyr zelensky for living rent free in putin's Pooty head Putin thought for sure that he would uh, would have had Zelensky murdered by now. Didn't work out that way. And so now Zelensky is just punking Putin. President Zelensky told his Prime Minister, Denise Schmiegel, Schmiegel, if it helps. Gracious. Stop it. Um, he told him to do some intensive research and to carefully consider renaming, at least for Ukrainian purposes, Russia to Muscovy, M-U-S-C-O-V-Y, in any number of texts in both Asian and European languages from the uh, middle of the last millennium up until a couple of hundred years ago, you could see what is now Russia referred to as Muscovy. Because in point of fact, as one of the early memes pointed out, uh, when when Putin's filthy little war against the innocent people of Ukraine began, um, Ukraine was a fully fledged civilization when where Moscow is was a bunch of frozen scrub. Ukraine is older than the Muscovite Kingdom or the Muscovite Empire. And in point of fact, at one, at, at, at one time, um, the Kingdom of Rus was, if I recall correctly, centered at Kiev. 
And the little, uh, the little jibe apparently worked. Because now the Russian government is up in arms. Maria Zakharova uh, put a post up on uh, a statement on Telegram and said that President Zelensky is trying to create an anti-Russia Ukraine. Wow, Maria, honey. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think your Lord and Master did a pretty good job of creating an anti-Russia Ukraine, or kind of continued the process. And given the fact that Stalin tried to make sure that re- Ukraine didn't exist. You know, mass deportation, slaughters, that kind of thing. So, uh, complaining about an anti anti Russia Ukraine, Maria, is um, well, that good ship has sailed and sunk. But it got under the skin of Dmitry Medvedev who is deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council and, a, I guess, a pinochle buddy of uh, Pooty Poots. Maybe they ride tigers together. I did. Who knows? But Supreme Nazi of Kiev. That's how he refers to Zelensky, Dmitry Medvedev does. Supreme Nazi of Kiev, even though Zelensky is a Jew whose grandparents were tormented and killed in the Holocaust. Supreme Nazi of Kiev instructed to work out issue of renaming Russia to Moscovy. Well, what can I say? Our answer? No. Of course not. I don't think they were asking for your your permission there, Dmitry. Yes, yes, Dimitri. I, I, I do like to say hello. Yeah, it's always nice to say hello, Dimitri. Mr. President, he's drunk. I... <laughs> so they're using old maps, the Ukrainians are. The petition says, on many historical maps of the 16th and 19th centuries, to 19th centuries, which were produced in Europe before and after the renaming of the Muscovite Empire to the All-Russian Empire, Muscovy was common usage. And I don't know, for my purposes, uh, I, Mother Muscovy, uh, it works as well as Mother Russia, Mother Muscovy. So, good on them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still hoping. Well, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. We don't need a full-on crazy pooty because that's how mushroom clouds happen. But every little piece of information that goes out there is a piece of information that the uh, the brutal dictatorship of uh, of. Uh, Pooty. He kills his own people. He kills his own people. <laughs> Sorry. 
the same the same language we used to use about well not we but the same language that the Republicans used to use about Saddam Hussein it seems to apply to Pudi as well. Stephen New York says, I can't help it. I have a very large interest in the rise of Hitler and Nazism. The motto on the banners carried in processions, particularly during Nuremberg rallies, was Deutschland erwache. That means Germany, awake. Jesus, is it the least bit surprising to think that you can see Monkey Up rolling out a logo, something like it's time for America to wake up or wake up America? And by the way, the watchtower, auf Deutsch, is Wachtum. You will carefully peruse my copy of the Wachtum, which I will leave with you. I'm sorry. It's cheap humor. Um. Flavio pointing out, though, going back to Monkey Up. Monkey Up Declantis is dangerous. He's not a joke. The... the, 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 the MSM keeps minimizing, underestimating the danger he poses. This morning, I know, I was there. Morning Joe played his Iowa speech, you know, my filthy morning habit, off and on without debunking a rebuttal. The people of Martha's Vineyard did not deport the refugees as he claimed, for example. They welcomed the refugees with open arms. But the MSM keeps giving Declantis free publicity at their peril. Well, I think there's free publicity and then there's mocking. And I am more than happy to openly mock that little high-heeled cat. I need some boots. I do. And I found, and I found, oh, they were gorgeous, my size and everything. But they had three and a half inch heels. They weren't block heels, and they weren't spike heels. They were like half a block heels. But I don't need to be walking around in three-and-a-half-inch heels. One, because I'll probably fall off them. Because clots. And two, because I don't need to be six-foot-four. Monkey up Declantis, on the other hand, at 5'9", could definitely use a few inches, and apparently that's what his... Giddy up, go cowboy boots are for. I think I think of Monkey Up in his in his giddy up, go cowboy boots, and I think of that scene from The Birdcage, where Robin Williams asks Nathan Lane, who is trying to learn how to be Butch, to just walk like John Wayne. Which Nathan Lane then does, and Robin Williams is sitting there staring at him open mouth, and he goes, what, did I do it wrong? And Robin Williams says, no, I just never realized John Wayne walked like that. Well, listen here, Pilgrim, we're not woke in the state of Florida. Jesus. And there's so... Oh, there's so much more.
and a, and a great big hearty bless his heart in the nicest possible way to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He took he he took aim, such as it is, metaphorically speaking, at Elno Muskrat, you know, Napoleon Bonapartheid. And I'd call that little dweeb that to his face. I would. I don't care how fucking rich he is. I'll be damned if it's not if it's not Elno Muskrat. How you doing, Mister Muskrat? Oh, Muskrats. Speaking of which, we'll get there. Don't worry. I was uh, I had to pick Margie up from work yesterday, and by the time I got back, it was come dark, and so the headlights were on as I came out the back way on the way home. Runs it's a road that runs right along the rim of the New River Gorge, and this is just one of those cool things that happens when you happen to live where I happen to live. I usually go down that. I always go down that road slowly. Speed limit's 35. I try not to do much more than 25 because it's basically that road is the is the is the Radio City Music Hall, and the deer are the rockets. I mean, they they go gambling and leaping because it's up the hill of the gorge, and then whoop. And you know, I've seen deer in. Mid-air in a in a in a grand jeté, uh, going across uh, across that road, and coming on spring. So I worry about the little ones because the fawns are still learning, and they're usually you know. Trailing Mama. And so, sort of the peripheral light of my headlights struck something that was just sitting at the edge of the road. And I slowed even more. And I thought, it's awfully small for a deer. But it was too big for a fawn. And the longer I looked, the more... Oh, well, how about that? That's not a deer. And it wasn't. And it wasn't a coyote either. It was something that the state game biologists say does not exist in this state. And not a lot of people have seen them, but... Well, now I have. It's a mountain lion. And he or she was just sitting there patiently at the side of the uh, at the side of the road, back in the brush a little ways. I knew it wasn't a bobcat because I saw its tail swish. And it 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 it's made the little hairs stand up on the back of my neck. And it created a sort of an atavistic sense of avoidance. So there was no chance of me reaching into the back seat for a can of little friskies and going, kitty, kitty, kitty. No. Um, but son of a gun. And the thing is, I've heard it in the past because when one of those things howls, like, you know, when they're in season, 
It is one of the most unsettling noises you will ever hear in your life. And they're loud. And I was just kind of blown away by it. I said, wow, how about that? And way, way, way back long ago when I, you know, ran around with, like, Department of National Natural Resources officers, we, I, I suddenly remembered a conversation because the state DNR in West Virginia says, oh, no, 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 that, that there, are, there are no mountain lions in West Virginia. They are extinct in this state. And I remember a DNR officer telling me, yeah, you know, there may, there may, be, there, there may be a couple around here. There may be a few scattered all over the state, but you'll never catch us admitting it. Well, why? And he said, because then every idiot redneck in this state would be out stomping around in the woods, shooting, shooting cattle and pigs and goats and sheep, thinking they had finally found the mountain lion. And you know what? He wasn't wrong. But we have a mountain lion around here somewhere. And as I went on down the road, I saw a bunch of deer. You know, the, the guys the, the, the guys have lost their antlers by now, so you don't know. But when they're not in season, the does tend to stay with the does and the bucks stay with the bucks. Whatever they were, there was a bunch of them, and they were running like the devil was on their tail. Because you know what? Kind of was. So I don't know why mentioning muskrat reminded me of mountain lion, maybe because they both begin with M. But it did. And so Dr. Fauci, who is finally free enough to speak his mind, gave an interview to CNN. Jim Acosta interviewed him, and he told, uh, Fauci did, uh, he told Acosta that the, these calls to prosecute him were, well, they didn't make any sense. And in point of fact, he said that they were irresponsible. That's when Jim Acosta read him a tweet from Elno Muskrat. You remember the one, because Elno is so clever, where he said, My pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Bad accent. Terrible. And Fauci said, There's no response to that craziness, Jim. Prosecute me for what? What are they talking about? I wish I could figure out what the heck they're talking about. I think they're just going off the deep end. Poor Dr. Fauci. And it's 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 understandable. There are people, especially, you know, up there around Dr. Fauci's age and whatnot, who might still be under laboring under the misapprehension that this is still the America they thought it was. It's not. This is a country now where 
saying something is the equivalent for some people of something being true. So yeah, Dr. Fauci, I guess I, I guess Napoleon Bonaparte has gone off the deep end, but he's been gone off the deep end for a terribly long time. But he went on and explained to Jim Acosta, Dr. Fauci did, the real-world implications of what happens when people like Elno Muskrat or Jim Jacketoff Jordan or one of these other uh, babbling idiots starts talking about him. He said that his family, he and his family, have received death threats. Quote, every time someone gets up and spouts some nonsense that's misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies, somebody somewhere decides they want to do harm to me and or my family. That's the part of it that's really unfortunate, he continued. The rest of it's just insanity, the things they're saying, but it does have a negative effect when people take it seriously and take it out on you and your family. And that, of course, is not an accident. Dr. Fauci is a brilliant man, and I know he knows what stochastic terrorism is. And that's what people like Elno Muskrat are doing. In a poll from late 2020, 32% of voters said that Dr. Fauci had done an excellent job with his response to COVID-19. Another 32% said it was good. That's 64%, which leaves us with about 36% of the usual suspects, the same kind of people who vote for Donald Trump and live in bell jars at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium and think the election was stolen. And the, this is the fertile field that assholes like Napoleon Bonaparte farm. But at least he called it out a little bit. Then there's Josh Hall and Ass. By the way, he, he's, he's got the same publisher that Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz has, the same publisher that published his Masculinity, a Book of Manly Virtues, which apparently uh, includes running like a Romulan at the first sign of trouble. 
There's our obligatory Star Trek reference for the evening. Nora Guthrie is the daughter of Woody Guthrie. And she, according to reporting in the Kansas City Star, she has written to Josh Hall and Ass. And told him to start you stop using stop using this land is our land as a promotional gimmick for his this land is our land act, which purports to prevent the Chicoms, you know the yeller peril from owning farmland in the United States. Well, you know, Joshy is young, and despite that highfalutin Ivy League education, which I'm beginning to believe ain't worth much, really, every time that stupid little bastard or Rafi Alito does something ignorant, I feel a little bit better about my degree from Harvard on the Mon. I do. Hillbilly Polytechnic. WVU. Who, by the way, miraculously have made it into the big dance. I'll be damned. We uh, we play our border rival Maryland on Thursday at 12.15. Sorry, that was just a sidebar. But that you know where I'll be Thursday at 12.15. So, uh, you know, Nora Guthrie pointed out that a number of politicians have used this land as your land. But she said, in this particular case, the co-opting or parodying of the lyric by those not aligned with Woody's lyrics, i.e. misrepresentation by autocrats, racists, white nationalists, anti-labor, insurrectionists, etc., is not condoned. We do not consider Josh Hawley in any way a representative of Woody's values. Therefore, we would never endorse or approve of his reference to Woody's lyrics. Which basically means, if I read Nora Guthrie correctly, um, she's saying that Josh Hawley's ass is either an autocrat, a racist, a white nationalist, an anti-labor person, or an insurrectionist. Or maybe, let's see, that would be a... B, C, D, F, all of the above. She said it's more a vision of democracy. The song simply reiterates the concept by the people for the people. But then, being a total buzzkill, the Kansas City Star pointed out that she has no real legal way to stop him from using it. Which means that being the shithead little indecent punk that he is, Josh Hall and Ass, that paragon of masculinity, God, even at this point, I'm more masculine than him. It gives me grief to say so. No, she can't stop him from using it. But she can point out what a shitbird he is for using it when he's been asked not to. Remind me, wasn't it, wasn't, wasn't Woody? Yeah, that iconic photograph of Woody Guthrie 
and what he had on his guitar. This machine kills fascists. Woody Guthrie back in the 40s said that fascists were gangsters bent on robbing the world. He wasn't wrong. And the sticker, This Machine Kills Fascists, on his guitar coincided with a song that he wrote in around 1943 called Talking Hitler's Head Off Blues. And it wasn't a sticker, it was actual paint. Woody Guthrie was cool. And it's had a lot of staying power. Well, I'm proud of Nora Guthrie. Really proud. So we are an hour and a quarter into the first broadcast of the new week, and we've got $850 to raise, and uh, so far we're at zero. But kindly, there is the stay uh, uh, stay away from the fishing line Kira challenge on the table, table courtesy of Ralphs. Alps will give us that $25, but if and only if somebody else gives 25 too. Thank you, Alps. Um, stolen election, Stephen New York says, oh, dear, dear Robin, the proper term for the election is not stolen, it's stolt. It was stolt. It was stolt and taken away. You knew I was going to get taken in there, didn't you? So someone has been on the line for rather a while, and I hate to keep people waiting, but I at least wanted to get through the filler lobster because there's still a bunch more stuff to get at. But like I said, I hate to keep people waiting. Hey, welcome to the program. Stop it. You like to keep people waiting, Robin. That's what you do. Quit it. Jerry. You, just, you picked up the phone, and you just kept, you just kept talking and talking and talking, and I was going to send you an email. You know, going, I'm out on the ledge. Let me back in. I came out here to smoke a cigarette, but you, you finally, you finally, uh, you finally picked up. How do I sound? You sound great. It is full of bars. Yes. Yes. I sound great. I, and that was the most important. There's a couple of things. I, um, and, and it's an actually a, a trans, uh, transformation. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, I've, I won't go into the, the details because they're not funny, but it was a way for me to heal my brain so I could, um, I went back to a flip phone so I could relearn how to use the phone and technology. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it kind of does. Today, today's phones do everything for you. I actually have to, like, uh, reboot my brain and uh, my, uh, 
my uh, graduation gift from the uh, things I was doing was getting a new shiny uh, phone today, the one I wanted, not the one I could afford. And I've always wanted a, a Motorola because it had the Star Trek symbol on it. They are double, double uh, Federation symbols. Oh, yes. And I love, yeah, and I've always loved it, even though it's Chinese and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, that's not why I called in. Why I called in was I had a transformational, life-changing, oh, my God, epiphany moment, a deluge, an orgasm of realization, inspiration, and intent. I couldn't wait to call in. I've been wanting to call in since Thursday night. Um, I was, first of all, I, uh, forgive me, Robin, I've seen that I didn't listen to the show because I was out working. I, um, and, and here's the punchline. You cannot have that good, that, that, that really great sounding phone now and then disappear, Jerry. Oh, that's what happened. All right. Can you hear me now? I do. There's some noise in the background, but hopefully it settles. Yeah, the, the cops are coming, but they don't got nothing to do with me. All right. Here we go. Can you hear me now? Because this was an incredible Rock solid. Moment. Rock solid. Rock solid. All right. All right. Bless me, Robin, for I've sinned. I didn't listen to the show Thursday and Friday night. I had some events that happened that I, I had to talk to you about because this is the only platform in the world where I can do that. And... Um, I said, you know what? I need to get a new phone to do that. So much has happened that I need a new phone and headphones. And you're a part of my air check. I have become the Florida fascist slart, uh, Florida fascist follies field reporter. Damn, say that fast four times. <laughs> Can't make me. I'm out here. I'm out here in Florida. The spear, the bleeding head of the, the, the phallic and fellatio extravaganza that is Florida as we sit out here into the peninsula and, and, and jut out into the world. How are you today, Miss Robin? I trust your weekend was productive and restful. It was downright quiet. It was nice. Well, that's what you want. Nothing happened, nothing going on, no phone calls, no texts, no bad emails from transnational corporations. Right. Transnational, I see what you did I, I decided to do the most dangerous thing a Florida man can do this weekend, and I want to tell my friends on the horn, pray for me, pray to whoever you pray for, because I have decided to tell jokes about Ron DeSantis. While in Florida, you know, joking, jo jo yeah, joking about the dear leader in the dear leader's fascist state is—it can be a challenge. Because Ron DeSantis is petty as a motherfucker. I was going if I tell a joke, but I've been having a joke that's been tormenting me. I have discovered what is woke. I have discovered woke. I have identified its source, and I came to share it with Horn. And all right, now there is a, a, a warning here. It's racist, hate, racial hate speech warning. When I actually do this on stage, I'm going to use the word, but for the Horn's purposes, I will not. 
I, I mean, had this realization hit me like a wet fish in the back of the head. They were like, oh, okay, I understand now. My Republican translator, I just, you know, paid for the subscription service. Y'all want to say the N-word again. That's what this is about. Okay. <laughs> we went a long way to go here. Yeah, uh, Florida, uh, no, where uh, you can say N-word. <laughs> uh, That's what you want to do? Okay. All right. My ancestors told me that if I hear that word, I should kick your ass. So this is what I need to do. We need to set, in, in the woke 21st century, we need to set an appointment. All right? And um, tell me when you want to say that word, you meet me in the gym. Because I'm going to beat you to death. All right? But free speech, yeah. But now, if you want to get the whole, it doesn't involve an ass whipping anymore, I can't help you that, boss. I can't help you. Anyways, I worked a little carnival. It was actually a big size carnival for a little carnival. Um, this weekend, and it was a three-day uh, cash deal where you set up, da 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 and there was a lot, there was a lot of maggots there. I mean, I was I was in maggot fields, looking between the bushes, looking at the maggots, and in the wild, in the reddest part of the blue blue county where the monkey mucks were, it was a a, a Catholic uh, little carnival. Where what that means is the the porta potties. Are you are you with me, Robin? Right here. That the porta potties had running water. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. And I painted a picture. It was a beautiful time. Anyways, the point being, I saw one MAGA hat in the wild. Hi, it's not time yet. Just one. Just one. And I, I legitimately saw a bearded lady who was trans. And the world, the, the Ferris wheel didn't fall down and everything catch on fire. It was amazing. I was expecting that. But in the reddest little part of this blue, blue county, the MAGA person was looked at like they had their zipper down, as it should be. I think the universe is uh, restoring to, to order. What do you think about that? That's it. No, that 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 sounds that sounds nice, um, but you know it was a couple of years ago. I was driving all over the South, and well, I mean, actually, it was last fall, and there was no Trump memorabilia to be seen anywhere. It's like they taken it down and gone, and and they taken it down, gone to ground, because I mean, it is toxic, even in because. Not everybody in Alabama, not everybody in Florida, not everybody in Tennessee is down with MAGA. These people were Republicans. That's what my my references were about. Sure. All right. This was the blue line. These were this was the blue line crowd. These were women with uh, ten carat rocks on their hand. Their, their makeup was done. So even trying to look like bums, they were wearing thousand dollar sneakers. It was the actual one percent. Where um, everyone is yes sir and no sir and no ma'am, and uh, everyone has a good time. And it was like heavy. I, I would say one of the most terrifying and revealing things I was thinking was like, you know what? You're not going to see a shooting here. You want to know why? Because there's undercover cops and real cops and people checking access and this that, and it's not going to happen. Why it's going to happen? Because these are 
you know, this is the in-group, you know? That, that doesn't happen here. That happens out there, you know, where, where there's some brown people. And uh, it felt safe, but it was uh, it was still uh, it was still uh, concerning that uh, how stratified every unit. I'm going to take a picture of what I'm having right now. I'm having a uh, little food porn, and we got to get food porn delicious because um, I'm going on the road with the uh, with the um, the uh, carnival people. Because I think it's a great way to travel. That's how you travel. In, wait, in wait, are you, wait, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 you can't just do that. Are you telling me you're running away to join the circus? I'm running away to join the circus, Robin, yes. Where else would I make that, and I'm going to be calling in, and, and you people, let me tell you something, I'm going to have updates and, and video yeah, and stuff yeah, I'm like sorry, that. I'm sorry, yeah, no, no, I can't, I can't wait because I just, I just immediately flashed on a great John Prine lyric. Hey, look, Ma, here comes the elephant boy, all dressed up in his corduroy. Something, something, something through the streets of old St. Paul. It's called, uh, the first, it's called, the first Sabu, it's called Sabu Visits the Twin Cities Alone and contains the line, the roadie had the scabies and the rabies and the flu. <laughs> I lived alone like that this, this weekend. I did. But something lit up in my brain. And uh, that line is no business like show business. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I felt that thing. Well, where is the, the car? That, where, where is the circus going? It's going to go to Davie, which is in my town. Then it's going to go to, like, Georgia or something like that. Then I'm going to try to catch one that goes across the country. It, it, it um... I mean, I was thinking, damn it, you know what? I don't even have a cat. I, I can go anywhere and do anything. You don't have to run home and pay your rent. You, you send a, a text, you know? True, true. I, I've um, experienced a, a Rumpelstiltskin uh, transformation to where it feels like 95% of the damage from me hitting my head, my head trauma has removed itself, and I'm, I'm processing kind of like what I was when I was like 28, 29, man. And I, I had an experience this weekend where I was at the right place at the right time, and I felt, and you'll understand this, I felt like I was in the right body. I was the right person, not doing exactly what I was supposed to do. And it sucks that, you know, halfway through my own personal century, 50-plus years old, that I've just now I felt that, and it wasn't caused by a drug or a chemical or a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's not going to happen. I mean, I was thinking I could work during the day and I could do stand-up at night, and that excited the hell out of me. My heart started racing, and I was like, holy shit, I've been a stand-up comedian my whole life, and I've literally done, done everything else. And this is what I should be doing. I should be on the road. I um, made kids laugh and moms giggle. Do you know how hard that is? That is good. It's 90 degrees. I, I hit on uh, married women and had them blush and hit on me back. I was like, oh, my God, I'm, doing, I'm in the right place. I uh, I was one of those old school performers that um, kids waved to as they walked by. Uh, a place where, you know, I, I had an autistic kid. Um, you ever seen an autistic kid laugh? That's like a wedding in a unicorn. And it, it, 
I made him do the, the pirate cheer. <laughs> because we were riding a whole 1950 style jet ski that I felt personally responsible of saving the kid from some kind of staph infection because it had, remember toys back in the 70s, how everything was metal and pointy? Sure. I'm, and you, you can poke. <laughs> you can. <laughs> yeah, I, I cut myself on any number of them. And then my mom would hit it with the Mercurochrome. And uh, curiously enough, Annette and I were talking the other day, and she was like, do you ever wonder about the meaning of the word Mercurochrome? And I was like. Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> yeah, Mercury. <laughs> yeah. It was um, orange, but I, it was Mercury. It, um, but it didn't. But it didn't burn really. like methylate, and I and and I never got the lockjaw. But yes, toys that were made out of sharp, pointy, cornered metal stuff. Yes. Yeah, my whole and there's no safety things or this that. You know, the training was uh, all of one minute, and I signed the thing, and then I was out there. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know what my job is. My job is to not get anybody decapitated or um, finger cut off. All right. But it was deeper than that. My 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 ride is the ride that uh, kids can't who can go on this ride, who can't go on any other ride after they've been disappointed and and and, and told that they can't do this and they can't do that, they can't Aww. do the other thing. They can go on yeah, your ride. Yeah, yeah, they can go on my ride, and I don't care if they have a ticket. They can stay on as long as they want. I'll put more people on them. I'll stop and put their. And it was, I provided some. First of all. Thank God for Joe Biden, you yeah. dumb fucks. Hold on, here's yeah. why. Right. You're, and I was, th- I, I was thinking, I'm in a crowd with at least ten thousand people, and and hit your words kicking, and we're all gravelating and cavorting and cavorting and spitting and shining and this and that and sneezing and snorting, and I'm probably not going to die on Monday. I have a little tiny, tiny scratchy throat, but that's it. But there was some corona out there, but my uh, my uh, Moderna is kicking ass. Hell yeah, I'm not trying. I'm saying that loud. I'm stop it! Wait, wait, concert. that line. Stop it! Ah, there was some corona out there, but I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I was high five the little grimy kids. And, that's the and, that's and, the and most that's the most Florida thing we'll hear all week. Ah, there's some corona out there, but I'll be all right. And, and they were all jumping up and down. I was like, oh, my God, we nobody's done anything or gone anywhere in three years. You know what I'm saying? Gotten out of the house. Kids got to scream and run up and down and be with other kids again. And it was glorious. And I'm sta- as I'm standing there, I'm going, I need one of those speakers so I could talk shit to people as they walk by. I've always thought that was the coolest job in the world when I was a little kid. I was like, you can do that? You can just say stuff? And I was like, but um, also help me with chats uh, later on because I want to do a, a multi, multi-media presentation and some comedy shit out there in the, uh, the interlands. But yeah, I, I, I was thinking I need to come out with a strain of weed called Woke and Wokezilla. I'm going to do some fucking judo on this. And I was thinking about you. First of all, I'm going to work on a joke, but I'm going to get uh, permission from a trans person to tell the joke because we're in an age of uh, N-word and, and, and the PP police, so I'm going to have some fun with it, um, reveal the underlying fascism and make a joke, and I'm going to tell your story on how you help me understand what this is all about. Because as I was sitting at this festival with all thousands, of, not hundreds at some point, the kids walking by, thousands of kids, but the hundreds of kids, I was going, you know what? 
you have the mechanisms of law and politics in this country stopping what they're doing and going, the most important thing is, is what a fucking trans person decided to do with their PP. That's what was important. The drug that's safe the, case, that's, what they're that's, doing. No, 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 that's the, that's the bottom line. All right, that's what's important. Not, not how do no, we they, fucking stop school shootings? Well, how do we the, stop that? Or why are seven-year-olds getting cancer and need fucking kidney um, replacement? Because if you were told their story, you know, they're comfortable. They're going, oh, she just had a fucking kidney transplant. And I'm like, oh, my God, why did she have that? You know, but you're not, you know, you're having a good time. But people have a need to talk. Uh, I was also going, and, and, and here's where you also come in again. I would much rather go on the road, um, do comedy, and, and, and carnivals during the day and gate that way, seeing people in their natural element, who they are without a screen or an app or something like that, then dating with an app. I'm done with that app dating. I will travel, I will travel to the country as a roadie. Interesting you would say that. Because I deleted all of my dating apps this weekend. I'm just done. Just done. Oh. I have hopefully I have, I have hopefully seen my last sleazy picture of male anatomy. I'm done. I'm done. Um, because it's just so gross out there. And you know what though? Yeah, you can, you can, no, you need to re, you need to come up with a troll account to to, to, to suck in all the the uh, pastors and and local Republican mucky mucks who want a little side uh, DL action. And you need to read it on the show for um, donations to your show, so people will like stop you from reading it. <laughs> you just go through them. God, you've barely been a car. You've barely been a carny for for a day, and you've already got a carny hustle worked up for me. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, oh my god, everything here is a hustle because I've been working on this thing about America is about the side hustle. Because I real, oh yeah. Thank you, Joe Biden. I could go out in public and not be afraid of dying because someone had a cough. Seriously. The guy who developed it, he fucked that up while he was in office because he changed his mind because it was, oh, we're not wearing masks? All right, nobody wear a mask. And it was a complete fucking shit show. Could you imagine America if Trump would have won right now? Jesus fucking Christ. And also... When I'm dating, I want to yell about politics right up front. I don't want to. I don't want any secrets or surprises. Oh, you voted for Trump? Oh, dear sweet God! No, I need to know your politics even more than you know how your PP parts work. Although PP parts are important, um, most of the time you're either arguing about shit, eating, watching TV, or sleeping. Fucking is a very small part. So if you're, you know. I can't stand hearing you talk because you say stupid shit about politics. I need to know that. And I had one of those experiences this weekend. It was great. And I'm 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 eye fucking my new roommate, uh, my new um, Colombian roommate. Who we're just like, you know, because there's such a language uh, problem. Are you still there, Robin? Oh, I am. Hello. Yeah, I yeah, am. No, no, no I just I just, language I just I just I just heard I, I just heard a word I didn't know if I knew. So we just kind of flirt in five-word bursts, you know, based on her language and my language. And I saw one of the guys she was fucking, and he was a he was a rather dark fellow, uh, probably the Dominican um, persuasion. I was like, oh, she's into the darker fellows. I know a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> and 
we finally had a joke because humor is my superhero, the superpower. I, I knew I was done in this the regular normal world when I hit my head in 2008 and I was no longer funny. Because I've always used um, one of the benefits of, of being neurotypical is you have some kind of special skill. And I my special skill is I can come up with a um, punchline in about three seconds. Uh, half a second if my life depends on it. I was about to get beaten by some officers and I told a joke and they died laughing and they didn't beat me up when they were taking me to jail. Kind of my skill. And I knew I was done after I hit my head because I wasn't funny anymore. I lost my timing. And then everything fell apart. It's like a scene in Neuromancer. In Neuromancer, if you haven't read it, spoiler alert, it's 40 years old. What are you doing with your life? Um, it's about a hacker. Would you believe me um, if I would? I, would you believe? Would you believe me if I told you I haven't? I, 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 Robert, 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 Robert. I didn't want you to finish that because I would lose a little bit of respect for you. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Okay. I, I, I didn't hear you. It, it's a six-hour read. When you get it, you'll understand everything. It's your type of book. Everyone. I mean, that's on your reading list. Gary Gary's reading list, Neuromaster. And I'm I'm going to pick up um. Uh, the Hunter S. Thompson book when he was doing the election um, with uh, with uh, oh fear fear and loathing on the campaign trail 1972 that's oh that's a piece of work because that's a vibe I'm feeling um lately Nixon and, and um uh, Hunter S. Thompson been talking to me um so I, I got to get out there and tell America but yeah um I, I'm a carny now I've never been happier when I was there people were like how do you like it? I was like I should have just 20 years ago. Because it's, it's all word of mouth, the connections and everything. And they pay you in cash, and uh, as long as you're not out sacrificing children, you got a job. And it's weird being all work kind of going digital, if that makes any sense. Regular in space work is disappearing. And no, I can, I, can, I, can, I can see the appeal. I can see the allure. You know, just watch it. Listen, seriously. Just watch out for the local cops because they love it. You know, when the carnival comes to town, bust a few carnies, and it's a great way to up the revenue stream without having to set up the uh, uh, without 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 having to set up set up the, the radar gun uh, just out of town. Here's the thing about that though. This is one of those nicer carnies, all right, and they're kind of uh, they're definitely on the good old boy spectrum. So they hire cops. Does that make sense? Okay. So that 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 uh, it's very smart, and they hire um, undercover too. That's how you get them out of your pocket. And then you know all the cops are undercover because so they're at your show. Carnies are fascinating. I'm going through this whole Mark Twain thing, and I was like, you know what? You could just start writing, and, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post my writings and um, you know put out the tin cup, maybe get a couple bucks, and mention your show, and basically you know tell jokes and start a ruckus. Well, you just got a note from you just got a note from Dave in the Blind who said, "Hey Jerry, you're living my dream. I tried to want, run away and uh, join the circus at nine. I was intercepted by adults who called my mother." <laughs> I love everything about it. Um, Bill Burr was talking about when he did sales once. That he said that part was the trip there, not the closing or the, the negotiation, but the trip there. I was like. Uh, you know, he's right. I'm having the type of job where I can stand and smoke a cigarette 
Why do you smell like weed? No, big chairs. Oh, um, uh, we were doing uh, Jerry. Huh? We were we were doing so good. I mean, apparently you didn't you put your arm down or something or moved moved fifteen millimeters. I'm going back to where I was. Okay, go, go back to where you were, and maybe it'll stabilize. All right. The point being is, um, I worked since I hit my head. I worked maybe a hundred jobs. And got fired a leg up because I didn't fit all the uh, little tricks that my mom taught me and they're living in the Bronx. Now you're, you're all broken up again. I, I don't know what's wrong with South Florida. See, that was, that was completely garbled. I don't know. No, not so much. No, nope, it's getting worse. You just sound you just sounded like the transmission in contact, you know, when they first find the Nazi broadcast of the Olympics. How about this? We can give it a try. Yeah, we're good now? Uh all right, this is um on the uh, network end, so I'm gonna try to a close meeting and just start to fuck this up on purpose because I've been on a long time. So let me never meet them. You know, there's always, and, and, and the, the, po- the possibility always exists that it's my shitty Verizon service because there's a certain amount of irony that no, attaches to the fact that they had all these ads about can you hear me now. No, no, there's something funny going on. Bluetooth? Are you Bluetoothing or speak? Are you Bluetoothing or speakering? No, no, this is uh, this is off the speaker. This is off the speaker, right off the phone. How about this? This good? Well, it's be- it's better, but it's best if you're not on the speaker. That's the whole thing, because we, you pick up ambient noises in the uh, background. Let's try something else. How about now? There. Seems okay. Yep. That's it. Um, I was thinking so many things. First of all, if you meet a nice girl with no ring at the at the uh, carnival thing, and she gives you that wink, you're in there, man. You're the guy from out of town. Yeah, dude, 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 dude. This is going for it. Um, the big thing is for a lot of towns on the side, you're the most interesting thing going on. And a lot of, there's a lot of cool people in these towns that never get to talk to anybody cool. And when you meet a person like that, even if they live a thousand miles away, it's a beautiful thing. This isn't about a tawdry hookup. I'm looking to find a wife. Wherever she is. That's it. You had no idea where that was going. Hello? Well, there, I mean, you know what? It's probably better. It's probably better than, hi, I'm Neil Clark Warren. Yeah, it's probably actually a better strategy than that or OK Cupid or. Any of that foolishness. I want to see you yell at your kid and scream from like half a block away and just go, oh, no, not that person. I want to see exactly who you are. 
just and just sit there and watch. Well, you know what? I have one. I have one question about this carnival. Go ahead. I want to know. You know I, I just want to know if they do a classic, old-fashioned, hand-dipped corn dog. None of that out no. of the freezer bullshit. The real well, deal. I, I thought the food, I thought the food was kind of Menza Menza. But the, the cool thing is, I can actually cook my own food and sell it. And nobody would care. Well, I mean, I know you you, 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 you you go vegan and everything, so yeah. You know. Well, yeah, there's a whole bunch of vegan things that uh, I would like to try. And if anybody else is into it, I'll sell it to them. I bought some uh, some Red Bull from Cletus, the Red Bull dealer. That was nice. And uh, I met some nice people. That was the most amazing part. And, and if you ever go to a carnival, just just in the warning to you, uh, foreign fans, if you ever go to a carnival and you don't see any Mexicans, run away. Because I felt good about this carnival because it was the Mexicans doing the safety uh, inspection. And they, they were constantly working like Umpalupas uh, in the background. It was awesome. And that, was, that sounded slightly like Oompa, racist, yes. don't worry about it. Wow, like Umpalupas. <laughs> Too little though. Well, you know, you're no, gonna, hey, you're, you, Jerry. You are gonna see what, um, you know, what people like Clanny Oakley like to call the real America. I did, and they want to laugh and get high and just hear that it's gonna be okay. If you get up into Georgia, don't just don't. Right get, if you get up into Georgia, just don't get busted. You know. No, no. I mean, and, no, and, rem- and, and remember, and remember what Vicky Lawrence sang. Don't trust, don't don't trust your life to no backwoods southern lawyer. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm going to Georgia, but I'm gonna be very careful. I might not actually smoke. I may only have like uh, edibles in Georgia because I'm so nervous about uh, cannabis and um um Georgia, which I mean, I mean, so that I may be compelled to get a a Florida medical card just because of that, because that'll give me something to hide under. That makes sense, as opposed to nothing. But Georgia, I've been to jail in Georgia for a traffic ticket. I know everything about Georgia. Oh, holy shit! I bought food and I left it somewhere. That's funny. Oh, time, time to retrace Twitter. your steps. Yeah, I just totally walked away. I was like, I'm so what expensive food too. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I found it. I bought gourmet ethnic Easter treat. It's uh, some fruitcake with some Jamaican processed cheese. And Jamaica had a uh, government cheese. We call it Jamaican government cheese, and it is it's it's it's, it's, you know, it's awesome. Only comes out once a year, and I bought some just for a block of cheese and some some uh, fruit bread. Well, uh, my friend, my friend up at uh, Swift Swiftwater General Store, not far from here. Uh, my friend, my friend is the chef there, and he always keeps me on the uh, keep, keeps me in the loop as to what he's contemplating. A couple of weeks ago, he made homemade fried lemon pies. Oh wow. my god! Oh my god! But next wow. up, next up though, he's gonna do a cherry cream cheese filling. Oh man! Fried pies, <laughs> and then he, and then, and then once the pies have cooled, he's going to dip them in dark chocolate. This is an actual thing. You're not just making this up and 
messing with my emotions. I would never. I would never do anything like that. All right, that that sounds. I, I'm just glad that exists somewhere. I mean, and, is it, and, I might, and this is this is on the same this is on the same road where the mountain lion was. So, mountain lion. Oh, I have a joke, a Florida man joke. Oh, good. Uh, there's no there's no. An alligator attacked the guy in his house last week. What do you mean? Well, it rang the bell. You know, land shark. It yes. act, that actually happened here. But it was an alligator. And I was going, did the alligators figure out that that's how we pop? Oh, my God, we're in trouble. They're revolting. You know, sometimes I think that it might be a better... Everybody. Sometimes I think it might be helpful if we just reached out to Spain and say, hey, would y'all like Florida back? They're evolving. That's evolution. Yes. And they will eventually get a thousand people every year. And they will and they and they will eventually become the Gorn. And then James Kirk will be on another planet and he'll have to invent gunpowder. Oh, I'm stealing that. Definitely that there's a Gorn weren't making its way into the joke. But it rang the bell and it got the guy and he was in a fight for his life because he looked out on the ring cam and there's an alligator and he's gonna go, Let me go check that out. See again, it's what it's it's what I said last week. You know, I, I, we want to go back to the days of a guy a, a guy robbing a liquor store with an alligator. That's the Florida we all want. We want we want the Florida where the gator where the gators ring the damn doorbell and the guy looks in his ring camera and goes, "I better go outside." Yes, yes, Jerry, that's the Florida we want. And if you and if you want to, once you're on the road, we can we can we can work we can workshop a few things, you know, because you got to workshop stuff. You know, you've got to have it all. You've got to have it all. You got to have it all tight before you get your Netflix special. What I want to workshop is uh, camping on the road. You know, uh, how do you cook coffee on the road with maybe no power? How do you cook food? Anything? Is there any particular brands of, uh, like, sleeping bags or anything like that? All of those those uh, suggestions, because uh, the the, uh, the horn hive is really good at everything. Oh, the, hive, and, the and, horn and hive mine knows all. I mean, our, our, outdoor, so, hike, our outdoor hiking folks can give you the, uh, the, uh, um, the sleeping, you know, rule one. Never buy a sleeping bag at Walmart, okay? It's easy. That's rule one. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. But there are little there are little tiny there are little tiny fold up stoves. I mean tiny. All of that. I, I, I need all of that. I'm gonna be listening to the uh storing this on the, the, the podcast. I was um this all, all brought me back to the flip phone um and the new uh tent core Motorola Bloom Blam Boom. Big ass screen phone and and um regressives and progressives. Regressives want to bring us back to flip phones with no internet. That's literally what the every <sighs> shit changes. The, the, the thing I um that kicked this off was Trump going, "I want to do flying cars." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here, motherfucker! You, you and flying cars, you, you're not the flying car Star Trek president. You're the Mad Max president. You're exactly how that shit happens." No, no, no. He's Zaphod Beeblebrock. We established that a long time ago, Jerry. He's Zaphod Beeblebrock. Who's that exactly? Yeah, you know from uh, Hitchhiker. Hitch, no, Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker's Guide to the uh, Galaxy. This is a Mad Max 
uh, metaphor. He is he's trying to say he's the Star Trek president and he's the Mad Max president. If he gets to be, because I was thinking about it, you know what? I think Trump sold Ukraine and Russia. I do. Somewhere there's paperwork. That's a good joke. <laughs> And 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 and, and I don't think I don't I don't I don't think you're far off because remember the first impeachment was all about him trying to shake down Ukraine for money. I think money has changed hands. I think there was a thing, you know, an oceans Trump type thing, you know, and the money's already. Changed oh, hold on! Stop it! <laughs> oceans Trump, really? He's really good at crime. Okay, I mean he he's like one of those ear you know fuckers from uh, Star Trek Two, your Star Trek reference, and he's wedged his way so deeply into the government. It's terrifying. I think the funniest thing in the world was that when they said Obama, do you have any uh, secret documents? I'm like, no black man took out any secret documents. He knows what time, and he's like, oh hell no. I'm sure Michelle Chet. <laughs> Rock table, kick it in the door. You're right on your ego. So uh, they didn't even want to kick in the door. They're like, well, he's the president. Can't he have him? We're, we're in such a bad place. Where'd you go, Robert? Oh, no, I'm right here. I thought you, I thought you were going through. Oh, okay. No, I just listen. Oh, wow. You know what? Can't be the I, new new phone smell. Remember the new car smell or the new sneaker smell? Oh yes, very much so. New phone smell, and for the first time, I had my old man moment. I usually try to find the cheapest phone, go to like the clearance thing, go to this, that, and the other thing. I let the guy in the phone store sell me a phone today. I was like, you know what? When you pick the phone, it's going to have all your stuff in it. There's going to be no screaming, no this, no that. And I negotiated with him too. He's like, "Are you actually negotiating with me?" I'm like, "Yeah." I go, "You're playing at the fucking price." So if you're on your end, I'm playing with the price on my end. But like, you're right. Right. <laughs> I don't do that sort of thing. But I was like, "Fuck it." I'm gonna let him set the whole phone up, and I'll go. You know what? I'll just go. And he's like, "All right, all right, all right." Because it was one price, but then all of a sudden, I think it was forty dollars. You can't tell me it's forty dollars to click into a spreadsheet and type a number in. No, no, I'm too old. You're not doing that. So yeah, and I got a case out of the deal, and it's a it's a pretty people look at you funny if you have a flip phone. They they look at you like you're not wearing underwear or something, and they're like they'll change suits on the bus. <laughs> they're just uh, yeah, hard to get dates too. Uh, part of the um, oh, get a new uh, get a flip phone in pink course. and watch people flip out. <laughs> no, no, it's it's it, wow. I, see, you know what? Let me tell you something. I knew that I was having a, I was major crushing on my out because we already have like, um, I think some of She always blushes and starts giggling when she sees me. The lady's almost 40 years old, but we saw each other today. We haven't seen each other in a week and we genuinely giggled like children. Um, and I finally made a joke in Spanish and it, it killed. But the point is, if you meet somebody new and you whip out the flip phone, well, if they're a gold digger or this, that, and the other thing, they see that and they see, oh my God, you don't have a, a battery case on it. You know exactly who they are and exactly what they think about it. And she saw that about me, and she still, she, she paused, because this is a nice lady, and then she kept going. 
And whatever language you're trying to speak between us, because she barely knows English, and my Spanish is uh, more academic than real world and, and, and real time and real speed. Um, she's still talking to me. That's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful when it works out. A lot of way. predators out there. Yes. A lot of predators. A lot of predators. I've never um, understood why people show them the wealth they have. People cut your finger off for a ring. True. Well, they won't. Yeah. It's like something uh, Arnold and PA sent me a little bit ago, Jerry. Uh, What's that? A, a comment from a, a comment from a dating app. Well, unfortunately, politics is a big deal breaker for me. Everyone has the right to choose, but if you voted Biden and don't regret it by now, or can't admit it was a poor choice, then we won't see eye to eye, my friend. Sorry. Just keeping it real, as I always do. Arnold adding, dating blows. Yeah, no, I'm not. And see, you, and we were, we were going so well, and then it broke up again. It was at I guess they have a lot of strong EM. Yeah, that's just that's just bizarre. But I'm gonna I'm gonna roll here. I, tell us what tell us when you hit the road with the carnival, Jerry. I got pictures to send anyway. So I'll send some pictures. And, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Love you all. Send money. Uh, help sponsor some of the. God, I hate it. I hate it when you're saying something important and it breaks up like that. It's all. It, Jerry, have a good night. I'll look for the photos. I'm gonna. I'll send you. Okay. See ya. All right. Bye. Still, scary Jerry with a new phone that works better than expected part of the time. You know what? I'll, I'll bet. I, look, part of the reality of cell service in this country is that the companies oversell. They under-provision and oversell. And that's why, it, I mean, even in just a little place like this, tourist season is coming, and that means starting probably about, oh, Memorial Day, I'll barely be able to call, make a phone call when I'm in Fayetteville. Because all the tourists will be here, and they'll be on the cell service, and they'll be sent, sending live video of their trip down the river or whatever, you know, hanging from, you know, hanging, hanging from, hanging from the crux of, of a cliff face, and hey, y'all, look at this, and sending that shit, because you, know, you know, photos are boring now, right? Yeah. And so it just so happens that we are two in, two hours into this Moran Monday, and. We're still a goose egg. Ralph's $25 Kira uh, Stay Away from the Fishing Line Challenge is still on the table. For which I am immensely grateful. And hopefully hopefully we don't finish at a goose egg. Because many, many bills to pay. And frightfully so. Um so, uh, where next? Oh, well, let's go to South Carolina, Stan. Who knows? Jerry's Carnival may go wandering into South Carolina, Stan. The hoods are off. Or mask. Whatever. 
The South Carolina stand legislature is in session and going hammer and tongs because they're protecting the fetuses. And so has been used uh, or introduced the South Carolina Prenatal Equal Protection Act of 2023. This silly, dangerous, fascist bill redefines a person in the state of South Carolina, Stan, to uh, include an egg fertilized at the very point of conception. The little wad of tissue that looks like a piece of soggy popcorn, will have the same rights under the homicide laws of South Carolina, Stan, as an actual living, breathing human being. And the death penalty will be in play if someone should happen to harm that little brand new fertilized egg. Yeah, really. Uh, the author of the bill is Representative Rob Harris. Representing Harris is a registered nurse. Anybody want Rob Harris taken care of you? Rob Harris is also a member of the Thedum Carcass down there in Columbia. So, to be clear... If a woman in South Carolina, Stan, has an abortion, she can be charged with capital murder. There are 22 co-sponsors to this piece of horrifying legislation. Um, Two former co-sponsors of the bill did ask to have their names taken off, Representative Matt Lieber and Representative Kathy Landing. And uh, a member of the United States Congress from South Carolina, Nancy Mace, remember her? She almost acted like she had a spine for a minute or two. On Friday... She took to the floor in D.C. and denounced the bill as part of a deeply disturbing trend. Because out in Texas, Stan, uh, some men out there are having a hanker into murdering women in the name of the state. Nancy Mace said Friday in the House of Representatives in D.C. to see this debate go to the dark places, the dark edges, where it has gone on both sides of the aisle. No, it fucking hasn't, Nance. Has been deeply disturbing to me as a woman, as a female legislator, as a mom, and as a victim of right. I was raped as a teenager at the age of 16. Wow. Did you know one of uh, Clanny Oakley's boys? Sorry. 
This debate ought to be a bipartisan debate where we balance the rights of women and we balance the right to life. But we aren't having that conversation here in D.C. We aren't having that conversation at home. We aren't having that conversation with fellow state lawmakers. You poor, stupid, self-hating woman. Well, Rolling Stone reached out and talked to Representing Rob Harris. He said, there are other bills with exceptions, but will do little or nothing to save the lives of pre-born children. Pre-born children. Hint, those aren't children, dipshit. And, and there's, a, there's a defense in the bill if a woman was uh, 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 pressured or threatened to have an abortion. And there's uh, medical care to save the mother's life. The functional language in that scenario is whether the baby's life is forfeited unintentionally or intentionally. So, over at Rolling Stone, uh, Tessa Stewart asked him uh, if he found any irony, you know, at all in being a member of the Feedum Carcass and at the same time proposing a bill that would have women executed for exercising agency over their own reproductive systems. And he only responded, murder of the preborn is harsh. Yes. Because South Carolina stand isn't done yet because as a result of their straight Supreme Court, um, a woman can still engage in reproductive care up to 21 weeks and six days because the South Carolina State Supreme Court struck down a 2021 law that would have banned abortion at six weeks when no woman knows she's pregnant. And earlier this month, as we talked about on this program, a woman in Greenville, South Carolina, a black woman, was arrested for taking the perfectly legal RU486, also known as Mifepristone, pill. And there's a story about that out there. Because... There's a federal judge, he's a maggot, a maggot appointee, his name is Michael Kazmarek, he's another one of these religious weirdos, and he is totally in charge of a lawsuit in Texas, and how it is that we've worked out a federal legal system where some wild-eyed right-wing maniac, religious maniac can make decisions for every other state in the union. Well, it just turns the jurisdictional notions of how the federal courts work on their head. Uh, Matthew, not Michael. Oh, and by the way, I did not, I am sorry. I kept calling uh, Kayla Kira. My bad. Sorry. 
Sorry, Ralphs. And stay out of the fishing line, Kayla. I mean that sincerely. Thank, thanks for reminding me, Ralphs. Because I had this guy as Michael Kazmarek, and only now it's Matthew. Yeah, Matthew Kazmarek is a right-wing religious maniac. More on that in a minute. Matthew Kazmarek was trying to hide a hearing day after tomorrow on the uh, Mifepristone litigation. He had a teleconference this past Friday, and he said uh, uh, he wanted to delay putting the hearing on the public docket till late on Tuesday. Because he didn't want people being there to cover it. He wanted to do it in the dark. And not in a good way, do it in the dark. The lawsuit against a woman's right to use Mifepristone also known as RU-486. Hi, Flavio. See, RU-486 always makes me think of, uh, you know, one of those old Soviet submarines that winds up down at the bottom of the Baltic. But Casmeric uh, said... No, I only wanted I only wanted to hide the hearing because I wanted to reduce possible disruptions and protests. And then he said people in the courthouse have received threats as a result of the lawsuit. Well, the lawsuit wasn't filed by a bunch of liberals. It was filed by one of these well-funded tax-exempt grifts called... The Alliance for Hypocrit- Hypocritical Me- or, I'm sorry, Hippocratic Medicine. This is all going down in Amarillo, Texas. I don't think that's what was in mind by that uh, that old country song, yeah. Amarillo by Morning up from San Antonio. No, no, no. The Washington Post. Tried to find out when the hearing would be, but lo and behold, nobody wanted to tell them anything. And so the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine, well, Matthew Kaczmarek was working hand in glove with them. And again, this guy's a freak. Uh, Back when he was a student... Uh, he went to Abilene Christian University, and while a student there, he said that uh, the fact that Democrats support women having autonomy over their reproductive systems was an indication of moral ambivalence. And long years later, he wrote an editorial for the National Catholic Register in which he decried the sexual revolutionaries who had removed the three pillars of marriage law. Three pillars. I usually only sleep with two pillars, but 
Matthew Kaczmarek says there was three pillars of marriage law. And the thing is, there's not even any meaningful science behind the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine or whatever the hell it is. Uh, they're claiming that mif uh, mifepristone is an endocrine disruptor because it works by temporarily pre uh, preventing progesterone receptors in the uterus from receiving progesterone. And they said, uh, with no, no evidence whatsoever, mind you, no evidence whatsoever. And, of course, evidence is not important to an ideologue like Matthew Kaczmarek. I could disrupt an adolescent's development. No, I can't. I mean, various and sundry formulations of, of birth control pills also contain progesterone, which reminds me, I need to pick mine up. Um, lawyers for the defendants said their claims are completely unfounded, which is lawyers speak for nucking futs. There's no reason to think, nor is there evidence to show, that preventing the absorption of progesterone for a brief window would have any effects on adolescent development. Now, let's remember Mifepristone, or RU486, has been around for three decades. Medication abortion, including Mifepristone, is safe and effective. This is not an opinion. It is a fact based on hundreds of medical studies and vast amounts of data amassed over the course of two decades. That, again, from the lawyer's filing. Reversing the FDA's approval of mifepristone in whole or in any part would cause profound and irreparable harm to patients across the country. And then there's the fact that mifepristone is not just used in RU486. It is often also given to women who have suffered a spontaneous abortion for which people in South Carolina would like to have her murdered. And when they want to, and when the Alliance for Hippocratic bullshit uh, complain about it uh, being untested and unproven, well the fact of the matter is it is tested and proven as noted by the lawyers in their brief And, uh, well, what it boils down to is that out of every 100,000 prescriptions for, for uh, hard-on pills, you know, Viagra, roughly 4.9 men die. Viagra. That is a higher death rate for hard-on medicine than exists for a woman taking mifepristone. The thing is, Matthew Kaczmarek has no business hearing this case. He has a clear track record of despising women, 
of despising women having autonomy over the workings of their body and is, in fact, a religious bigot. Which it turns out is kind of the um, modus operandi of this entire fraud. Whether it is a woman's right to choose or the, 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 right, the right of people to seek their own happiness within their own bodies. It was last week when a, when a, 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 a tranche of leaked emails found their way into the public consciousness by the work of um, a woman named Maya, who is a trans-digital activist and security researcher. I mean, it's a lot of documents, and this needed to be. This needed to have there are 2,600 leaked emails. Many of them coming from the vaunted Alliance Defaming Freedom, you know, the ones who go stand in front of the Supreme Court and bark and grunt and hoot and watch Fappy and Gorsuck and Brat and uh, Sammy Bad Breath and Old Balls and Strikes and The Handmaid sit there and nod like bobbleheads in the back of a 54 Plymouth. These things relate to transgender bans and attacks on transgender people in particular. But they, but again, it's the Alliance Defaming Freedom who is out there working hammer and tongs against the rights of people who can become pregnant, most of whom are cis women, the vast majority of whom are cis women, 99% of whom are cis women. And what it turns and, and, and what, what you find in the um, in, in the uh, leaked emails is that what we have here is actually a criminal conspiracy. These people are, you know, praise Jesus, the Lord's work is gonna be done. And it, it, it displays for anybody who cares to see that this is not driven by science. It's not driven by a concern that the treatments are experimental, which they aren't. It is exactly what I said to the House of Delegates a couple of weeks ago in Charleston. These laws are paybacks for the tax-exempt grifts who line the pockets of maggot legislators. On Saturday, the uh, on, on 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 Saturday, a Saturday in August of 2019, a Republican state representative from South Dakota, stand by the name of Fred Deutsch, sent out a blast email to 18 transmusic bigots, 
Transphobia tends to indicate fear. Transmesia indicates hatred. And so he said, I have no doubt this will be an uphill battle when we get to session. As always, please do not share this with the media. The longer we can fly under the radar, the better. If, if they're so concerned and if they're so Christian, why, do they need to be, why, why does it need to be a secret? And as Mother Jones describes, they show, these emails show the degree to which these activists shaped Deutsch's repressive legislation, a version of which was signed into law in February, and the tactics, alliances, and goals of a movement that has sought to foist their agenda on a national scale. Now, this is taking place in South Carolina, but one of the people responding to Deutsch is uh, some asshole named Vernadette Broyles, who's the president and general counsel of another grift called the Child and Parental Rights Campaign down in Georgia, Stan. And the Alliance Defaming Freedom said, you know what? Uh, you, you might not get sign-on from other religious groups if you start by giving away 16- and 17-year-olds right from the outset. And that's how you wind up with things like, well, uh, banning it up to age 26. Uh, there were uh, Alabama groups involved. Margaret Clark, general counsel for the Alabama uh, Clavern of uh, Phyllis Schlafly. Remember, she was a national treasure. Uh, the Eagle Forum lauded Deutsch even when his bill uh, failed the first time and said, You successfully inspired, encouraged, and counseled numerous VCAP efforts. That, that, that's a uh, vulnerable child. Etc. Around the country, you established the ideal witness list that we are all still following in our individual states, and most importantly, you connected us to all to each other. This is just the beginning. So, uh, the Alliance Defaming Freedom, among other, among other things, has defended state-sanctioned sterilization of trans people in Europe, in case you're wondering. They've also gone on the record in court cases opposing adoption by gay couples. They're big supporters of uh, conversion therapy for anybody who doesn't fuck the way they want them to fuck. The Alliance Defaming Freedom is behind the potty bills, the sports bans, and on and on and on and on. Because they're a kind of a darling of our most puissant, supreme, dread sovereign Catholic majesties. And ADF, of course, was behind what else? 
the abortion ban that gave rise to Dobbs versus Jackson's Jackson Women's Health, in which that brutal but honest sentence comes from the dissent from the moment of fertilization a woman has no rights whatsoever no rights to speak of the alliance defaming freedom was there braying and bleeding and barking and grunting about that no talent twit who doesn't want to design wedding websites. And they're also behind, of course, the attack on a woman's right to use mifepristone. And every in every instance, they are engaged in a criminal conspiracy to defraud the court. They know they have no science. They know the science is actually actively contrary to their stated, their stated goals, and their stated goals are a theocracy. That's what's important here. Their goal is to impose their religious views on everybody else. It has nothing to do with a woman's health. It damn sure has nothing to do with protecting a trans child. It's all about forcing their dirty religion down our throats. Your throats. Not just LGBTQ people's throats. Everyone's throats. And frankly, an organization like that that's willing to practice a fraud upon the court has no compunction against seeing children die or women die. Because, well, one more dead woman, one more dead trans kid is one less human being that they have to convert by force. You know, the, the American Principles Project, another one of the groups that's involved in all this filth, has said, yeah, they want to eliminate all transition care, but they're starting with the kids, quote, because that's where the consensus is. And having been busted, the Alliance Defaming Freedom ran out with some damage control, sending out the, uh, uh, their senior vice president of spokes creeps, Horrible person by the name of Greg Scott. Lawmakers often seek advice from experts in law, policy, medicine, and other fields as they craft legislation. That's a normal part of a healthy democracy. Well, the only problem is, these groups aren't seeking any actual legitimate medical advice. And they're not seeking scientific advice. They're seeking theocratic advice. They could just as well ask a mullah in Iran or some berobed sack of shit misogynist in Saudi Arabia. And every time you see, every time we see Alliance Defaming Freedom in a news story, we need to remember 
These are fraud merchants. These people are practicing a fraud upon the court. And how I wish that the lawyers who are opposing these theocratic fascists would find the nerve every time one of these things is filed, hit them, hit them, hit them with a Rule 11 sanctions motion for a frivolous pleading done for purposes solely of harassment and not based upon any existing law or fact. Bloody their noses a few times, dip into their goddamn tax-free treasuries, and you might see a change in behavior. Because grifty, uh, grifty tax-exempt outfits like this can hear only through their wallets. Just about everybody who's anybody in this whole uh, in this whole scenario can be found in this tranche of of uh, released emails. Let's run over to the stress line. See what we got. Is that you, Jeremy? Hey, how are you? Good. Um, I'm calling to see. Did you get my email the other day? Um, I don't know. Um. Okay, well, well, if you don't know, then I'll get into that secondly. First of all, I have kind of a small victory, so let's call it that. A couple of weeks ago, there was a private religious school in Vermont who was going to a basketball game. Their team, through the game, refused to participate. Can you guess why? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that story, yeah. Uh, it was a. It was a. Uh, wasn't it a religious school of some sort? And we won't play because there's a trans kid on the team. Wasn't that it? They got banned. They got banned for the year. Good. 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 Throwing the game because of bigotry. So we'll call that a victory. The story I wrote you about this weekend, though, is <clears throat> I mentioned her. In the, I'll say her in the past because it was the past. Christian Beck, the ex Navy SEAL. Yeah, I did see that. We transitioned. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. Well, she she de detransitioned. So she's back to a he. And the first thing she did was apologize to the seals, and he made a mistake. It was the trans agenda that forced him into it. He was beaten back into the fucking closet by bigots, threatened because he didn't say this, but I can I can hear it in his voice because he felt guilty because they started calling us. What the fucking call? I can't think of the call us right now. Uh, molders and people like that. He got nervous because of that and resumed his normal life. <laughs> or what he said, in my opinion, took him out of the firing line, literally. Yeah, you can you, you can say detransit. He just went back in the closet. He just went back in the closet because someone made him feel guilty. He couldn't. He, and I would say he, he's a he again. <laughs> he couldn't take the heat because he was afraid it was being said. He could not stand with it, even though I, in my heart, Anyone knows anything about this, you and I especially, Harry, other people like us know about this. This is not a one-and-done deal. You don't walk in and say, I want this, and, oh, good, we're going to get this dude. It takes years. He blamed it on child abuse. He blamed it on his therapist. He blamed it on everyone. But what the fact is, she's trans. She's trans, but can't live that way because she's been threatened by probably someone in her former community. 
if not many of them. Yeah, of course. Of course, you would. I don't know. Maybe at this point we use they. Uh, were also they were lionized by the by, by the transphobic right wing media, and did interviews. Right, yeah. But I thought it was telling early on when she said, "I'm not saying it's wrong for everybody. It was just wrong for me." Right, words like that right there mean something. It's yeah. saying them to the group that wants to, needs to hear them, but to you and I, we hear what it says. It's saying something different to us. And I believe in my heart. She, he, they, they are a they. I believe that's true. I do. I do not believe for a second it wasn't for them. It wasn't tolerated because of who they were. It threatened the masculinity of that club. And that club kind of has a, a thing kind of like the thin blue line. Oh, the, pa- the, the no doubt of, no, yeah, no doubt about it. The patriarchy is brutal. I mean, we, I tend to look at the patriarchy from 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 a, from a, a female standpoint as being toxic, but the fact of the matter is, you want to talk about who gets policed? Men and their heterosexuality are brutally policed by the patriarchy. I mean, it it can get it can get complicated. Yeah. It's um, there are, and I'm not. I don't mean to be TMI or anything. There are guy. There's a term out there for guys who like um, trans women, either pre or post. And the word is not chaser. Chasers, yep. are, chasers are gross. There's a term. It's called transamorous. And it's just straight guys who like trans girls. But right, they tend to exist in the shadows. And. They, you know, they, they they can't they can't date openly like they'd like to because they will be brutally repressed, oppressed by their uh, cis hetero male peers. You know, and and suddenly, and and their cis hetero male peers will challenge their heterosexuality over it. And so when you say right. when you when you say that uh, that that um, Christine Beck was driven back into the closet, I think you're absolutely right. I, I wouldn't even. It was a, a four-hour interview from someone I have watched in the past, and I just read the outlines of it, and all I had to see was trans agenda blamed, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear this because it's it's going to be propaganda that they have split out to take the heat off themselves at the moment. They probably don't believe it, but they're saying what they have to say to basically clear their own name and not feel so guilt-ridden. Even though they're probably being eaten up with guilt right now inside, we'll never admit it. But I found that interesting. Um, I guess not too, too surprising that they would denounce something and then try to blame it on the current thing they're blaming (laughs) nationwide. Wasn't really a shock, but I thought it'd be interesting to share with you and maybe the greater community if they wanted to look into it. Yeah, and I'm glad to have the news but, about. I'm glad to have the news about the, the the bigoted religious basketball team because I don't. Now this was in Vermont, so maybe you saw more coverage than I did, Jeremy. But I'll send you a link right now. Okay. Well, because what I I'm glad to know that they've been that forfeited the season. 
But the other thing, though, I read all the coverage, and I didn't see anywhere saying that the trans girl on the team was a starter or a force to be reckoned with scoring or a great shot blocker or even saw playing time well, at all. And the way well, media... Kinda... The way media the way media works, I would think if any of those things were true, it would find its way into the body of the article. Do you see what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. This story reeks of the <laughs> the same story from this summer of that, you know, good looking blonde girl from the swim team who said a trans girl beat me for fifth place. Yeah. They don't mention fifth place. Yeah, what's her what's her what's her last name? Yeah, what, what's her last name? Grinds? Yeah. She's uh, she yeah. has, she has turned her grievance into a gig. Right. They never say fifth place, and they never mention they were both beat by a cis girl in the finals by a long shot. But it's the same story across the country, just like it wasn't about water fountains in the during the the, the race riots and stuff like that. It, it isn't about bathrooms now. It's about control. That's all it is. Yeah. It's religious bigots wanting control, and they're seizing the moment where they can. I saw uh, I saw stories over the weekend out of uh, a little town in Ohio where l- real live, literal, no kidding Nazis showed up to protest a an all ages approved drag show. Uh, windows were put out of a brewery in Vancouver, Washington that was hosting a drag show. And, you know, it occurs to me, but I shouldn't think this way because they've been doing this for years. I mean, I remember back when the Klan endorsed George W. Bush for president. And I said back then, you know, if you're voting alongside the Klan, you're part of the problem. And so these these grutters and barkers and hooters and bleeders and brayers that show up uh, in Ohio, uh, and a, a friend, a, a member of the community, her name is Dana, uh, clued me to this one. You know, Nazis showed up, and if other people are protesting and you're protesting on the side of the Nazis, yeah, guilt by association is a thing because you are working hand in glove with Nazis. If you don't want to be called a Nazi, don't do Nazi things. Is this is this is this hard to? Uh, well, no, it translates perfectly because I don't want to say any more than years and years. Was an avid Trump supporter, <laughs> and you, they couldn't see any different of it. And I would explain all the different things. And finally, after a period of time. I let them into my background and more about me than they probably knew. They had suspicions, but they never really ever confirmed anything. <laughs> but by your vote, you fucking do. Yes. You support it every time you vote for one of these bastards. No matter if you believe it or not, you support this transphobic, the homophobia, the misogyny. You support it all by your vote. But if you stand up and say no or not, you're voting for this shit. And he's, they've never talked about it since. Because I put it quite plainly. Oh, they said, well, you're voting, you could you vote for gun, you know, 
particularly our guns. This play. I'm saying you're voting for this by your vote. I guess I am too. But goddamn it, I'm not calling to kill people or eliminate us. Hey. Now, see, I just looked at this story uh, that you sent me from WCAX in Montpelier. And, and again, the Republican, by the way. The news. Well, and maybe that's why it's written the way it is. And it's actually better. It's the, the the outcome was better than I had hoped for, because the uh, Vermont Principals Association banned that entire school from any state-run activities and athletics with other schools in Vermont. They've been blackballed. Yep. And they did, and, and and they deserve it. Fucking so. But here's here's the point. I just while while we were talking, I just scanned across the uh, uh, and it's not a very long article, but once again, you know, they painted and uh, they said, uh, you know, this the the, um, the the news story says that they bailed out because there was a transgender player, an opponent with a transgender student athlete is the exact language from the story. Don't you think, Jeremy, that if she was, you know, knocking down 40 points a game, if she was getting a triple-double every freaking game, that they'd be braying about that? I th- It looks to me like the, the, poor, the poor girl was just polishing the pine, sitting on the bench. But, she, but, they, but you know, this, this Jesus freak school couldn't even, uh, couldn't even abide that. Turned her into the boogeyman. One player was going to destroy their whole game if one person played against them. I mean, if the girl had not even taken the court, if if uh, Mid Vermont Christian School had actually played the game, and the trans girl never even got on the court, and Mid Vermont Christian School had still lost. How is that the trans girl on the bench's fault? Obviously it isn't, but their bigotry becomes abundantly clear. It, it comes it down to skill. I'm reminded of that. And you know, of another story I saw this. But no, you. Another headline that I saw, from, I think it was from WCX again, and it was from the X Games. Skateboarding. And then it kind of went after this one girl saying an 11-year-old trans girl beat out her whole group of people. And in the X Games, they based it on skill, not by age. And she beat out a 21-year-old skater in the X Games. And the article clearly says the 21-year-old holds up brothers, shook her hand, and said, you're the better person at this point. But they still made it out to be a trans woman, be a... 21-year-old male, making it sound like, again, the boogeyman. This, uh, unfortunately, this news agency has a history of twisting stories in a targeted way, which the readers can't see, but they do it. Kind of like they kind of did with this story, in a, in a weird way. Even though it turned out in good favor, they still twist it a little bit. Twist sure. that knife while they can. Yeah, because they, because they have to. Right. Kind of a dog whistle, indirectly talking about something in a big way. Yeah. Well, 
But that's basically what I had to But see, that's the difference in you living in a civilized state and me living here or Miss Terry down in Alabama. Compassion and decency, compassion and decency prevailed up there for the time being. What scares me is that the, these these freaks from uh, mid Vermont Christian school will now go braying and bleeding to the court system, saying that they were discriminated against for their sincerely held religious beliefs. But that's kind of a double-edged sword, because if they say that it's their religious beliefs that are driving this, then all that bullshit about science is precisely that, isn't it? Bullshit. Of course, we know it is, and it always has been. Exactly, yes. The religion they preach is not the one that they follow, unfortunately. No. In large part. But I'll go to the line because I've had those two stories, but I thought the school was more important. But the other one is interesting in an odd way. Well, as much or more than anything, yeah, as much or more than anything else, the Beck story is just sad. And I knew you'd probably agree with me. Beaten back into the closet by somebody. Someone's big enough that they felt they had to go back to that lifestyle to be paid to eat off themselves. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine what that would be like. Be a nightmare. Hell, I tried. I can't imagine. I'm sure it's a nightmare for. Sure, they're living a nightmare right now. Yeah. They lived that way for five years, and suddenly that was not for me. I don't believe it for a second. No, not after five years. No. You generate, you know, you 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 start you start you start on the vitamin C. You figure out pretty quick if it's right for you or not. Hell, I right, knew. Exactly. I knew. From, I knew from the first dose. Mainly, probably because my oh, body wow. had been craving it my entire life. Jeremy, you have yourself a great evening, my friend. You too. Thank you. All right. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Our buddy Jeremy up in Vermont. And because I had an inquiry about where fundraising is, well, fundraising is. A goose egg. We're still at five hundred or eight hundred. No, five hundred. No, eight hundred and fifty dollars. It was eleven fifty coming in. John Barron took care of a show's worth of that. So we are at eight hundred and fifty, and just and a challenge on the table, and trying to get down to eight hundred with that challenge. So thanks for asking. Uh, Randy Radar says, if someone is a bigot, they are not superior. In an altered state, I once tried on the N-word. Oddly enough, I didn't feel better about myself. No. 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 I get it. Uh, Subject line, trans and drag, coming from Matt in San Francisco. These Christian fascists are giving me 70s flashbacks. Remember Anita Bryant? Briggs and his pushing to run gay teachers out of town on a rail? What's old is new again. Back then it was about them gay people. Says in the Bible, a man who lay with a man shall be stoned. Whatever. Take all that hatred, stir it for 50 years, take it off the stove, and now stir it up for uh, for the trans folks. We have to protect the children. 
Newsflash, America. Gay folk aren't the problem. Trans folks aren't the problem. The people who are obsessed with us, with every waking hour, they imagine where we put our lady and boy parts. It drives them into a frenzy. Those are the fuckers that need some help. Medicare for all, full mental health benefits. There's a huge need in America. You're right, Matt, and it's only growing bigger. It's like something... uh, uh, Andy out on the road. I'm not sure where Andy is. A- Andy, Andy, last I checked, is kind of hardcore. Andy's marching through the, the the podcast list and won't cheat. Um, Andy said he uh, he sent me a, a tweet from someone, and it's true. And he said uh, he said he hesitated to just poke, uh, pop it onto my Facebook page lest I think it inappropriate. Um, the statement is, yes, transphobes are wrong, but let's focus for a second, and I think, Matt, you'll get this. Let's focus for a second on how weird they are. I mean, imagine caring that much about the genitalia of a person that you're not actively having sex with. Mind your own business, you fucking weirdos. I don't think about my own bits as much as transphobes think about other people's absolute perverts and not the good kind of pervert either. You're right. Andy was right. She was right. I can't, and I never have been able to fathom their fascination except to try to explain it to the extent that it is explainable, to to try to explain it as a function of their deviance. Again, take any one. Find find the loudest one of these trans one of these trans or LGBTQ phobic. Find the, the the noisiest one of them. It'll be a guy. And get a quick look at his browser history. It'll be gross. I heard news out of Texas recently that you remember when they put bounties on people who helped women get abortions in Texas? The Supreme Court let that stand. And I said, this is going to be a problem. Well, I'm seeing word of a bill that's been introduced in Texas that that provides a $5,000 bounty on trans people in Texas. A bounty. They haven't gotten around to letting them hang us yet, but... Can you imagine what it would be like to live in Texas? What a horror that is. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy jumped in and knocked out all but $5 of uh, Ralph's challenge. Cynthia answered the challenge outright, so Ralph's challenge is met, and we're now down to, ta-da, $780 to go. Thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you, sister. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. These are terrifying times in America for anybody who isn't straight, white, and male, and Christian.
it's awful. And then in the last remaining minutes here, since uh, President Biden did speak on the issue today, um, let's do remember that Silicon Valley Bank kind of it's 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 kind of like it's kind of like the uh, banking version of the East Palestine train derailment. The East Palestine trail derailment by Norfolk Southern could probably have been prevented if only the Nitwit Nero administration hadn't rolled back regulations that would, well, on things like train brakes. Well, lo and behold, there it is again. Um, It was 2018. when the Nitwit Nero administration rammed through some banking deregulation. Writing for the New York Times on their op-ed page, Senator Elizabeth Warren said, Congress, the White House, and banking regulators should reverse the dangerous bank deregulation of the Trump era. Repealing the 2018 legislation that weakened the rules for banks like SVB must be an immediate priority for Congress. Every time one of these disasters, whether it's financial, environmental, happens, I just hear Richard Dreyfus saying, this is not a boating accident. Katie Porter, bless her heart, and I'm rooting for her in the Senate race. I am. I'm an avowed partisan. Uh, is trying to put forward legislation to reverse what let SVB happen. She's doing it in the House of Representatives, though. So that's sort of like trying to, I don't know, compose an aria uh, while 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 listening to. Uh, listening to monkeys howl in the monkey house. Katie Porter said yesterday, Congress, in a bipartisan vote, oh, that stings, caved to Wall Street and loosened our nation's banking laws. I have no problem standing up to Wall Street, so I'm writing legislation to reverse that risky law. And President Biden, in his address this morning, called the, 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 the whole scenario to mind as well. And he said, during the Obama-Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, including the Dodd-Frank law, to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. Unfortunately, the last administration rolled back some of these requirements. I'm going to ask Congress and the banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks to make it less likely this kind of bank failure would happen again and protect American jobs and small businesses. Good luck. Good luck. And I don't mean to sound so cynical in that regard. But good luck. Because we have to understand these aren't mistakes. Whether it's Norfolk Southern or Silicon Valley Bank, these are not mistakes. 
These are by design. Because you have to remember that when you're talking about out there where that bank is, and no offense to the good, decent progressives and liberals and Democrats of, of the area, there's a strong libertarian streak in Silicon Valley. You know, rugged individualists hauling themselves up by their own bootstraps. Lone wolves. But now, as the old saying goes, it's, what is it? It's socialism for the rich and brutal capitalism for the poor. Well, here we go. And I, I'm glad the Biden administration took the steps they did to protect the working stiffs whose monies were in that bank. But by the same token, do please remember that right before the shit hit the fan, the executives of the bank gave themselves bonuses. God, I'm so sick of seeing this stuff. It it, it reminds me of when, because uh, I've seen it here, some godforsaken coal company will go into go into bankruptcy, and they'll tell the bankruptcy judge that they need to raid the raid the pension funds of the miners, and the judge will say, "Okay, what do you want to use it for?" And they'll say, "We want to use it for executive retention." So they literally take the pensions away from the people who made the money. And give it to the useless pricks who sit around bucking off. And it is, as David K. Johnston once pointed out, perfectly legal. President Biden said today, these people need to, the people who did this need to not have jobs anymore. Fair enough. I think the people who did did this need to wear orange and hear some doors clang shut behind them. Perp walks. Remember how after the Bush financial crisis we kept hollering because not one single solitary soul from the subprime crisis had done jail time? This is that all over again. Think maybe we might wise up this time and somebody might do some jail? Don't run off to Harris in Reno with your betting money with that. Thank you, Jude. Women standing. Thank you so much. We are now down to 7.55. Thank you, Jude. She said, uh, in support of your work, dedicated to my daughter who has shifted to a life of calm. I know you'll understand, Robin. I do. I do, and I'm glad of that. So very glad. And um, Shorty in L.A., tells me that the uh, the commission on the status of women is taking place from the 6th to the 17th of March 
at the United Nations. It was a busy day today. There was a meeting with Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. He, uh, Shorty says he talked about the abuses of women online in rural areas against the transgender community globally. Share, 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 Robin. Join us tomorrow, too. I will try to check that out. I really will. Thank you for that, Shorty. And so we're out of here. Uh, the week is off and running. Yeah, tonight was a busy one. There'll be a whole new stack tomorrow. And by the way, just one last thing on Silicon Valley Bank. It's so predictable. I, I love language and I despise, I despise the abuse of it at the same time. In case you were wondering what caused the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, well, uh, James Comer of Kentucky, Stan, has your answer. Get the hockey puck. And then we see now coming out that uh, they were one of the most woke banks in uh, yeah. quest Whoa. for uh, the ESG type uh, type policy and investing. You know, this could be a trend. And there are right. consequences for bad Democrat policy. And I think we need to keep an eye on all the, the banking sector right now. Well, yeah. So it wasn't the deregulation that shitheads like James Comer voted for. It was woke. The bank was woke. Which we now all know means that some Republican somewhere thinks that the bank was not sufficiently racist. It wasn't a white supremacy bank because, you know, white supremacy banks ain't woke. And banks that ain't woke, they don't crash. And, of course, he uses the other new buzzword, ESG. They are so stupid. The problem is there are other people who are so stupid, also so stupid, that they will prop up the stupidity of people like James Comer. The E and the S in ESG are environmental and stability. They did have investments in clean tech. They had investments in sustainability. We serve those creating positive environmental change from alternative energy solutions to agricultural breakthroughs. We support individuals and businesses driving toward a healthier planet. That is not what drove their failure. Yeah, Matt, you're right. Subject line, woke bankers. Everyone knows that it was a bank CEO who threw the first... Oh, Matt... That's two. Everyone knows it was a bank CEO who threw the first brick at Stonewall. 
Matt, you've written a lot of amazing things over the years. You may have, uh, you, you you may you may have just reached your Everest with it. <laughs> Marsha was a banker. Help. Oh my goodness! All right, I'm out of here. I, I can't top that. <laughs> I may not stop laughing. <laughs> oh, that's good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. We will be at 10:55 tomorrow. Thank you. To our a la carte contributors, thanks for the challenge, Ralphs. Thank you to each and every one of you who share your precious fine time engaging in the program. That one hurt me, Matt. Um, thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks to Sparky and Steve and Roger. Thank you so much. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Ah, I forgot to say like and subscribe this evening. I'll... I'll it was my subscribe. Thank you. Thank you, Ferg. You are always welcome. Say like and subscribe again. And say don't forget to hit the uh, don't forget don't forget to leave a comment. Like and subscribe and don't forget to leave a comment. I'm hoping to hear from every one of you as I'm currently in there writing over three thousand words. And some of them actually belong next to each other. Yay! <laughs> I gave her the bird. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Head on dot live. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. News on the Ake Act coming soon. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. Not too late to get your flu shot. Wipe down your surfaces. Help stop the spread of RSV. Wear your masks. The maggots are a dirty lot. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you. Pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And, well, if somebody comes towards you burbling and babbling about how that bank crashed because it was woke, avoid, avoid that Kentucky stand Republican like the plague because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.